Yeah, you know, we keeping it funky, man. What my dog LeBron say? Shit stank. That <laughs> shit stank. Yeah, decent topic list, man. This might, this might be a little a cohesive pod for the first time in a long time. I thought I had just put that shit in the chat, but if not, I'm by. Uh, I know you sent it with me in the last few days, but yeah, that shit is definitely in the gallery at the very least. But I got you though. I just read it off. To give the the fans, the listeners, a quick preview, cause y'all like, well, I, they wouldn't. I was about to say y'all know, but they wouldn't know. We we jump around the list. We don't necessarily go in order, but I try to. So this is what I got: uh, Kanye album, Isaiah Rashad supposed to come out Friday. Uh, ESTG, Young Blue, Ken Carson dropped. Smiley and Drake, Rolling Loud, the Baby controversy, Bucks is the champs. Kyrie's new shoe. For some reason, I put top actors of our era on here. It must have been a thought I had. DeAndre Hopkins, Aaron Rodgers comes back. Uh, Deshaun Watson reports to training camp. Texas, Oklahoma going to the SEC. And this last one, I think, is the vaccine. <laughs> Motherfucker judge sentence the nigga to maximum time or get the vaccine and probation. Where do you want to start? <laughs> I actually have an add-on to the vaccine topic, so I don't know if you want to say that for later. I got like two. Now nah, we're not starting with Vax again today. That's the that's the yeah. reason why that shit was at the bottom of the list because that's yeah. we we started with Vax last time, that, so that we're not the, starting with Vax this that time. That would be the tail end, but I got two stories related to that. Let's get into the music first. All right, hold on. You know, I got. Let me play the one Mizzle man. Y'all hear the earth, wind, and fire. Y'all know the vibes. We coming with that serpentine fire, boy. Hold on, I got to let it ride at least until this part of the song is over. (laughs) Episode 60, man, we here. Me and T. Diddy here to give y'all what y'all need. 60 down, EPs man. in, really probably like 65, maybe even 70. If you know, you know. If you don't, you slow. You already know. <laughs> but shit. Damn, I, every week I be meaning to fucking put my screen recordings that I do over the weekend, upload them, and then email them to myself so I can play them for the fucking pod, but I never do it, so... This pile gonna go to the next level once I start doing that shit. But y'all just heard the topic list. Uh, where you want to start, T Diddy? Oh, well, <laughs> hold on. What? What's your new music? Which I'm not even gonna give you the choice. I'm not gonna give you the choice. Oh, I want. I, I, I want to say something. But go ahead. <laughs> Nah, we gonna we gonna start pretty decent. Hold on, I'm gonna let you get the shit off. Hold on, hold on. Who was my song on this shit? But nine's out. The nigga, the time is now. But new music. Hey, 
My dog did what he was supposed to do, man. Like, like I like what, what you expected from a nigga that's Cardi artist. Like, come on now, come on. Like, my nigga, like I came in with an open mind and I did not leave disappointed. If you don't know, we talking about Ken Carson. The first signee to Playboy Cardi's Opium, he dropped his debut project, Project X. And go ahead, T. Diddy, take over from here, because I ain't going to use the terminology that you did. I'm going to let you say it for yourself. All right, so this is Ken Carson's first full-length project. He came out with a, with like two EPs, um, TNX and TNX Relapse. You know, gave people a little glimpse into what he can do. Well, actually, three EPs. The first one was called Boy Barbie. Oh my gosh! Yeah, he been a- my dog Ken. Oh, that's why he Ken. Oh, that's yeah. Ken. That's why Ken Carson. Broke the code. Yeah. So, I mean, he been doing this thing for like a good year and some change. You know, been buzzing, but like, you know, I found out, found out about him from like a YouTuber. Who like cover a lot of underground? He was saying like Ken Carson is like the next next to blow. So I check out his music. Why like, it, it, it's pretty solid? He kind of got like if you think about like heard on like whole lot of red. Like there's a lot of those production similarities, but his sound and like vocals, it kind of got like that old vibe to it. So it's like kind of party new sound. Mixed with some of his old sound, it's like a perfect right. I'm the, like, I said, I felt like this nigga just sounded like old Cardi, but you the one that really summed it up pretty good and said he's like you said he's a decent mixture of old Cardi, aka the Cardi that motherfuckers fell in love with. Pause, and that's a bar because you know he got the song name Fall in Love, but uh, versus like, like he said, like some of the production probably lean more towards whole lot of red era Cardi, but he actually. Rapping over the whole beat instead of just doing ad lib rap like Cardi did, yeah. so it's like it's a decent little it's a decent little mix. My dog, it's a nice little project. I want to see. I want. I'm interested to see how his career blossoms from here on out and how influential Cardi is as a label head now. Like we've kind of seen his influence, if not if not even in the music, just in I guess streetwear and fashion and shit or whatever you want to call it, just influencing these young niggas to dress like a vampire. So I want to see how much his cosign means. I guess, like, what 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 is art? What is it? What is an artist that's under Playboy Cardi going to be able to do? And now, I feel like this is a good start for Ken Carson. Yeah, that's my that's my concern though from his label situation because you got to think he is underneath Cardi. Cardi is still a current like he's still in the game. So we we know how like. A lot of rappers always tell you, like, oh, don't sign to a nigga that's already, that's, like, still rapping because he's still got to worry about himself. So you're not going to get the same push you want. I feel like it's kind of hit or miss when you see, like, the niggas at CMG kind of, like, you know, they they still able to, like, keep everybody in the mix. But from just a, a business standpoint, like, he under Cardi, and Cardi is already under Rocky. And then the umbrella over all of that is Atlantic. So it's kind of like. But, all right, I got two points. Effect, you know, I got two points. Number one point is going. I feel like Young Thug kind of putting the end to that talk. 
with the way he doing it. Because, I mean, you can't deny... Like, you might be able to not, to deny Gunna and say that that nigga not really a young thug artist because he not officially signed or whatever. But you can't deny Lil' Key now. I don't think, at least. True enough. But um, the second point I was going to make... Fuck, that shit just slipped my mind that quick. <laughs> uh, what the fuck did you say before I interrupted you, my bad? Because that's what... I was going to bounce off of that. Because that... It was more, I was saying like the trickle down effect of. Oh, yeah, of Rocky. He signed to Rocky. I, I like, I would say that now Rocky's is quote unquote out the way as an artist. Like the fact that even if Cardi is still underneath him with AUG or whatever, uh, I think the fact that Rocky isn't really in the music spotlight right now, like he's not necessarily irrelevant, but his music career doesn't overshadow any of the artists that would be under him. And I don't even think. When Rocky was out all like that, like even 2017-ish or 2018 when he dropped testing. Cause didn't uh didn't Die Lit come out 2018 too? Die Lit came out mm, 18. Uh, yeah, like that mean that would mean they both dropped the album that year. And I wouldn't say Rocky overshadowed Cardi then. Fair enough. Shit, Die Lit might have even sold more than testing. I don't know though. Like that got we gotta fact check that. But I know testing only sold like 69k, 70k, somewhere around there. I'm assuming Die Lit was in that same territory. You talking about like first week sales? Yeah. But yeah, like I don't I just feel like the Rocky connection as far as Ken Carson goes, like that would that would help him. If anything, like if it's going to do anything, it's going to help with connections and shit. I don't feel like, Car- well, obviously Cardi can overshadow him, but I definitely don't feel like the fact that Cardi is signed to Rocky and Ken Carson is signed to Cardi, kind of like a you signed to a nigga that's signed to two other niggas type thing. I don't think that's going to really affect them on the music side of things. But then when it comes to business, which I guess business could leak over into music, I could see that kind of, you know, Shaking the table a little bit a couple years down the line. If Ken Carson do get as big as, who's to say, like a gunner or I don't even know. I can't think of a name off the top of my head. God for no, nah, I was about to say God forbid. That's some hater shit. <laughs> but <laughs> just imagine if this nigga, like, this end up like a Wayne and Drake situation. Like, that shit would be insane to think about this nigga assigned to Cardi, who is signed to Rocky. And now he's one of the biggest artists in the game, man. Don't own his masters, all that kind of shit. Like we don't, we don't, we don't want to think about the negative right now, man. My dog dropped his debut. We want, we want to big him up, let him know he on the right path. He doing what's supposed to be done. You didn't let nobody down with this tape. This is a nice little announcement as to who you is, young bull. And also, I'm happy the for only, the nigga only eighteen, so it's like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, at first, when bull. I first heard about him, I'm thinking like he you know early twenties, maybe close to our age, but I know like early twenties. I'm like, nigga, 18? Like, you fresh out of high school. So, he doing his dollar right now. He doing his thing. He doing his thing. But something you brought up. Them CMG boys, man, you know, one of them signees dropped this week as well. ASTG. Uh, I've seen mixed reviews about this shit. Me, personally, I felt like... uh. I don't know. I don't like I'm real indifferent toward this. Like it was a nice listen, I, but I didn't think it was nothing special. But at the same time, 
I felt like he got a he got a, ESTG got a unique voice, but I don't think he got a unique sound, so to speak. I see what you're saying. I, I feel like the nigga is sneaky fine. Like when I hear a song, I'm like, okay, this nigga gonna rap. Like it ain't no fooster, but it's just like <clears throat> I feel like production wise, he ain't like it's nothing really that's like. That's like, why this song stood out to me. This 5500 degrees because this shit got the most unique sound to be on this shit. Like ain't nobody rapping over no shit that sound like that right now. At least I don't right. feel like. I but feel then, like you like said, all his other beats is just front of the mill shit. It's the same shit. It's like that slow, like, like, like most Detroit beats is like up tempo, but you still got a, a sound where it's like the slow down Detroit beats. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. that's what like a lot of his shit is. So now, that might be the Forty Two Doug influence. <laughs> yeah. I say you know, still CMG, but I feel like this nigga low key. But excuse me, I feel like he's the middle ground between Forty Two Doug and fucking uh. Money bag, yo. And I don't even know necessarily what that means, but I just feel like as far as how he rap and then the production is somewhere in between them two. Like it's probably more toward Doug on the production side, but he kind of rap like Money Bag, yo. But I don't, I don't want to say that and put that put no kind of connotation on him because I don't like I feel like like I said he he got a decently unique voice. Like he like he his style is unique enough. But it might just be the production that make it kind of seem samey. So here's what's unique. Here's interesting about what you just said. All right. You said a blend between Yo and Doug, right? I think Yo is from what, Tennessee. Obviously, Doug is from Detroit. That nigga, uh, what you call it? that nigga? That nigga ESCG is from Kentucky. So it's like, huh. it's like, in it's between. Like, look, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? You know, that shit crazy. It's like Kentucky right on the edge of the Midwest type deal, but it's still the South. And then Tennessee, you know, is, is Tennessee. Yeah, right so there. Yeah. That you shit know, is. That is a nice little observation, man. We putting it together. Regional sound. That shit, like, it's really crazy. I never even truly paid attention to regional sound until I went to Florida, bro. And then came back home and noticed that, <laughs> nigga, we don't got no fucking regional sound like how all them Florida niggas sound. That shit made me, like, I don't know. It made me kind of look inward and be like, damn, it's up to us <laughs> to put the Ohio sound on the map. But, I like, I feel like, personally, the Ohio sound is, like, not too, I don't want to say not too far from Detroit, but influence-wise, not too far from Detroit in that niggas basically be, like, the pure Ohio sound is basically, like, some West Coast shit, in my opinion. And I feel like the thing that stamped that is Bone Thugs and Harmony being signed by Easy E. So it's like the connection been there forever. But I'm kind of on the tangent now. You know, ESTG debut album, Bigger Than Life or Death, actually dropped like last Wednesday or some shit. It dropped in the middle of the week. So I got to it a little late. But yeah, like I said, I've seen mixed reviews about it. Me personally, I feel like it's a decent little tape, man. Nothing too major. But I it, I definitely feel like it's a good introductory listen. Like, if you never listen to ESTG, this should pretty much let you know what the fuck that, that dude is about. And his biggest song, I believe, is Lick Back, and he got the remix on here with Future and Thug. So go ahead and cop that, man. You already know. But to any, anybody else drop a tape? Um, This week... 
I know of. I, I ain't want to get to it yet, but we can do it. <laughs> get to what? Go ahead, we can go do on. the we can do the lyric breakdown, man. Hold on. Uh. Oh my god, bro! All right, so <laughs> oh, this is my dog Smiley, man. You know, Toronto artist, up and coming Toronto artist. He had a song with Drake named Organization. And it leaked. So we thought that maybe it was over for him. He wasn't never gonna get that big pop like he like he had before the song leaked. Now him and Drake dropped the quote unquote replacement song, like the nigga say on the song. I had a song with the boy and it leaked, so he told me to drop this instead. Uh this is over the top, smiley and Drake. I'm a drip, I wear better clowny gang, I circle water, huh? Gang, I'm going more. I should get a team for the promo, gang, gang, gang. The level is just so advanced, the bezel is Tiffany stamp, no grip on my hand. I know that I came with the slide from left to right, but now I don't want to dance. I got too much on the... Like, how can, how can Drake look at it as, ex- like, that shit is so wild to me, that my dog come in so serious and snapping, and the other nigga is just like, First off, the flow is lazy. Second off, it don't sound good. Like, like I don't know, bro. I don't know. I don't know. But my dog Drake went in. Too much on my mind. Too much ain't enough of my plans. Nike don't pay me to tell you just do it. They pay me to show you I do it again. Nike don't pay him to just do it. They pay him to show him he'll do it again. Now that, oh, I ain't gonna lie, Drake. I think stacked on this song. I ain't gonna lie. But like, it's like that's it's high like praise some- coming from you. It's kind of like that, you know what I'm saying? That that sound that he uh, you know developed within the past. It's a take years, Keith like, beat, yeah. Yeah, you know what he do on take Keith. Keith. A good little chemistry, so you know this this is one of those ones was like right, that fall in that category. But I don't know, bro. So the smiley dude here, I found out about him. You know, how, like me and Cal always sending an Instagram ads, like buddy always send us this food shit. Mm-hmm. Bro, Instagram ad popped up for Smiley, but it was like linked to his Facebook page. And the, the Facebook, like when the you click on it, it was like, it's like however it was like however many hundred like, you know, Facebook uh, followers. So I'm thinking, all right, it's like an up and coming nigga. Then I go on his YouTube, cause it, like even though I like the song, like the video, like high budget. So I'm like, let me call a nigga on YouTube. This was like months ago. Okay, the nigga low key do numbers. So boom, I, I'm I'm, you know, he just maybe you know spend a little bread on promo, he, you know, doing his thing, whatever. Then I see the Drake song. I'm like, hold on, bro. Say it ain't so, bro. Like, how, <laughs> how these niggas linked up? But then if you look into it. From like, an Instagram they, ad. Yeah, like this. Look, yeah. But, like, I guess him and Drake been tapped for a minute. So that could explain why, he, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, how this would come about. But I still think the nigga industry plant low key, man. This is the song that leaked last year. I was Drake and Smiley, presumably made before the pandemic. So he had a Drake song for a couple years. Yeah. I know you don't hear my nigga, man. You don't hear him. You don't hear him. Wait, Chris. What song this sound like, though? It's a Drake song. I I swear Drake got a similar flow in, like on Cadence on some verse, but I can't think of it. I don't, maybe maybe I, maybe I just heard the leak before, and that's why I'm saying this. But I feel like Drake got a song that sound like this already. 
I feel like it might be one of the songs on the EP that just dropped. One of those three songs, I feel like, sounds somewhat similar to this. I live awakened, just cause demon, you know that I'm Satan. Dear Nigga said, best. just cause I'm demon, you know that I'm Satan. All right, he low key catching his tempo. He catching his tempo. <laughs> Nigga, moan on the beat, man. Goodness, get the Drake, please. I just want to examine the flow. What? How? How? Hold on. Nah, man. Nah, 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 nah. Ah, so this is a song. This, okay, so this song was a leak. Yeah. Okay, that's why I thought this shit was like a was a release. That's why I'm listening to his flow. I don't know. Kind of, this shit sounds familiar. That shit. I'm. I, I I gotta pinpoint which song that shit is on the uh on the EP because I know for a fact it's a similar cadence at the very least. Now, when did that shit drop? Was it within the last three months? That looks like not. Five, six months. Damn, we is what? Eight months in the fucking 2021 now. Shit, this shit is moving, boy. I tell you. I don't think it's what's next. Definitely not Lemon Pepper. Nah, I don't know. Nah, I don't know. Nah, yeah. I, I might have been I just, heard, I just heard that organization for I, I heard that song and I'm and I thought it was an official Drake song. That's why I'm like when I heard his verse, I'm like, okay, this sounds like some shit Drake done put out. But I guess I just heard the leak and didn't know that was them together. Nah, man, that nigga Smiley is out here. My dog, <laughs> he got the Drake verse that he ain't looking back, man. Why would he? <laughs> Bruh. And it's like peep this nigga like YouTube like bro the nigga has been signed or something like got something going on with Warner since last year it's just like bro like this shit not adding up bro like I don't want to sit on the nigga but it's like hey what what do niggas seeing this dude man that's what I want to know I, I don't want to sound like a hater man but it this shit just this shit a little different man. that's all I'm gonna see man ain't no telling but I feel like the biggest news over the past week is that bull, man, that man, that billionaire-ass nigga, man, that band. Hold on, hold on, hold on. The bars is here on episode 60. But listen, Kanye popped out out of nowhere and is dropping an album. Uh, we thought it was going to drop this past weekend for whatever reason, but he did the listening session in the in the, I was about to say in the Georgia Dome. What's the name of that shit now? In, uh, Mercedes Benz Stadium, and 
I don't want to say my piece first. So <laughs> go first, TJ. What was your overall thoughts on what you've heard so far in just this whole saga? Man, so I used to see like what the direction of Donda is gonna be considering like he just dropped Jesus King. So that seemed like a turning point in his career where he like, all right, he wanted to make his music more like Christian based, which I think it's fine, you know what I'm saying? But how you gonna keep that going? Is he just gonna keep making gospel tracks or what? So it seemed like he it seemed like it, it's like more like hip hop elements, kind of like a like a Yeezus or some of his like I guess more recent projects, but it still kind of got that same theme or like like no profanity or whatever. At least from what I heard so far. But the snippet I heard because I didn't watch the uh I didn't I didn't get to watch the uh the full like listening party, but I heard a snippet on Twitter with the the song with him and Jay Z. And I'm going to be honest, I thought that shit was trash. Hold on, hold on, because that's a bar, because the name of the song is I'll Be Honest. <laughs> hold on, man, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yo, hear the guitar, man, how could, how dare you? Now, let me tell you why, I didn't think the production was ass. I thought the lyrics was just, like, I didn't know what, like, I didn't get what he was talking about, bro. It was like, uh, I'm, I'm going to jail tonight or and then, yeah, that's that's why I put in the chat. Like, you know, I had to put the slight, the slight reach explanation. But I just want to say that I don't think Kanye's parts of his own album are done. I think that's why the album didn't come out. And it's because this nigga, he basically still got his own references on the tracks. But the features, the features all sounded good. He had Dirk on here. He had Travis on here. He had Baby King. Yeah, Cardi, all every single feature verse sounded good. But oh, so Kanye's Kanye's verses was still mumble. But yeah, I watched the I watched the whole thing start to finish. I just had it up on my phone while I was playing the game. Gotcha. So yeah, like I've seen it, and that's that's that was my biggest takeaway was this shit is not done. If, if that shit was to come out that night, niggas would have been sorely disappointed because that shit is mumble, bro. Literally mumble. <laughs> like, li- literally bars of <laughs> like, my nigga just got the flow. He didn't go in and put the lyric shit. But, um, I want to touch on your point of the, like, it's kind of still Jesus is king elements, but traditional hip-hop. I feel like he's trying to put Tra- no, nah, I don't want to say traditional hip hop, but he's just trying, you know, put rap over somewhat church beats because, like, it wasn't really no bass. It was like most of the beats that I can remember is mostly chords or organ. So it's like it's niggas rapping over instruments that you would generally associate with church music, basically. And I feel like that's a, that's a decent little concept, you know, like. To try to mesh them, to try to blend them, because I feel like deep down, black people at least, we all like church organs resonate with all of us. When we hear a fucking church organ, that shit hit a different part of our mind than a fucking hi hat. I don't know, but I just feel like it's a different connection, or I ain't want to say vibe because that's so corny, but that's really what it is. Like it's literally a different vibe just based off the beat, like not even just the beat, but the instrument. Hold on, here we go, ho, man, here we go, ho. Like that, like that bar right there just made me say, man, what are you talking about, Jay-Z? Who gonna post my bell? Lord, help me. Hold on. 
I almost got emotional when I heard this shit, bro. When okay, when this, he said made in the image of God, that's a selfie. Like I get, like I don't know. Like, I guess it's kind of hard, but then when I first heard it, I'm like, I don't know, bro. I just seen like, I don't know, bro. I mean, I'm just being a hater, bro. I don't know. I gotta just wait till the tape come out. I'm gonna listen to it top to bottom. And I at hear, the end of the day, that's what it boiled down to. You just gotta wait. You gotta hear the the final version because this shit is demos. <laughs> this shit is reference tracks. But I just want to say, bro, hearing Hove come in on that shit, that shit was monumental to me, man. That shit was like, damn, these niggas is back. Like, they back finally after all this time. Like, I don't think them niggas been on the song together since probably, I don't want to say since Watch the Throne. That can't be right. That doesn't sound right, but it's around there, bro. It's been, well, nah, they was on that uh, pop style where, Jay-Z said, like, four bars on Drake's album. Well, it didn't even go on Drake's album. He released it as a single, but then on the actual album, Drake just had two verses instead of Kanye having a verse. But, yeah, like, I don't think Kanye and Jay-Z been on the song together in at least seven years. At the very least. And just, like, just the fact that them niggas is back, like, we need this. Is the two biggest icons of our culture right now, or of rap music, I should say. I, should, I don't want to say of our culture because niggas can interpret that different ways. But definitely a hip-hop, these are the two biggest icons of this generation. And it it hurt me when them niggas wasn't on good terms. So for them to be back, regardless of how good or bad the song sound, that shit, that shit is just good. Like that, We need that kind of energy. Both these niggas is billionaires now. Any fucking differences they had, they should have been put to the side. But I want to say, what do you think about the theory that Jay-Z was waiting until Kim K got out the picture before he linked up with Kanye again? Uh, I don't really know. Let me contextualize. Go ahead. Go ahead. The context, man. He did not go to their wedding. And this was before we, like, that was when them niggas were still, quote, unquote, brothers or whatever. That was a big thing at the time that Jay-Z and Beyonce did not show up to Kanye's wedding. They wasn't there. So I feel like I mean, what if what if that's really like the also of the whole conflict right there? More context. There was rumors that the whole Becky with the good hair bitch from obviously the Beyonce album where she was going that hole for cheating on her or whatever. Yeah, uh, it was rumors that that bitch was one of Kim K's friends, but I don't remember exactly who it was. But it was basically a bitch that run in a Kardashian circle. Damn, so that so that's that's a little bit of context. I don't know, man. I mean, get get what you just saying, you just said, then it's highly possible that's why it was able to come back and smooth shit out. So I can imagine, like. That like Kim K might have been the reason for the whole conflict. We just don't know, but um, it, it's some shit we'll never know for sure. Right. We we will never know exactly why these niggas stop talking or whatever. Well, I I mean, we can say Kanye's rent, you know, like the last rent before he was crazy, quote unquote, unquote during uh Life of Pablo tour. I think it was in Sacramento when that nigga said, "Jay, I know you got shooters." <laughs> <laughs> that nigga, <laughs> that nigga, uh, he went on a, like a forty-five minute rant against the radio and shit, and said he was tired of hearing for free on the radio. 
Man, I think I, I remember. Okay, I remember that. I remember that. I remember that. Yeah, bro, that... Kanye is just a fucking character, bro. Like, this some shit. Like niggas, like niggas need to put this man in a textbook somewhere. Like, the, nigga, the kids need to know some of this shit this man was doing, bro. Because they will. Don't worry, they will. They will be well aware. At the very least, they're going to know that nigga walked up there and took the award from Taylor Swift. And that's all they need to know. My dog stood up for black empowerment and stepped on the white woman. <laughs> True enough, man. True enough. <laughs> but, hold on, man. Is that it for new music? I say we, got, we went through the niggas that actually dropped. And we got to Kanye album. Oh, no, nah, I, I already mentioned this shit, but, I mean, I mentioned everything at the beginning of the pod. Uh, Isaiah Rashad. I know you ain't as big of an Isaiah Rashad fan as me and Kyle, whose bitch ass ain't even here right now. <laughs> but Shout out my nigga Crowbar, man. He holding it down. Yeah, you know, shout, shout out Young yeah. Foe, man. You already know what he doing, man. He making that shit go. Oh, damn, that nigga dropped a song with Schoolboy Q today. I ain't even know. I was about to drop the shit he dropped last week, five days ago. But it's just Isaiah Rashad featuring Schoolboy Q running. Isaiah Rashad's album, The House is Burning, drops this Friday, which this will be tomorrow when you hear this. So let's see what he's talking about. This shit don't look like a real, uh, a real video, but I'm still fucking with it. As far as, far as the album, it's a few features on here. Obviously, Schoolboy Q is on this shit. But the biggest thing that stood out to me, my dog got Uzi on here. Man, what the fuck is he gonna do with Uzi, bro? No Kendrick though, which is kind of disappointing, but it's all right. I seen a tweet the other day, maybe today. It was like, man, nigga Kendrick might have retired and just not told nobody. My dog went to write for Baby King. He gotta get Baby King's career off the ground first, bro. I heard Baby don't Baby King produce as well. That nigga do it all, man. Don't sleep. Man. Oh, that's why I meant to play you his verse on Kanye's album. He snap, man. Don't sleep. <laughs> don't man, sleep. Listen, I, you you know how I feel about King. That nigga say I know. Oh yeah, now I gotta play because that nigga definitely say some bullshit. But it was flame, man. It was flame. Hold on, I gotta go back. We coming back to Isaiah Rashad. So all my Isaiah Rashad fans out there, don't panic. We coming back soon. But I gotta play TJ this Dell, baby King verse. I gotta do it. I gotta do it. Hold on, where is it at in this fucking video? Oh shit. Alright, here we go. This is Travis Scott. Baby King about to come in. Let's get right. Bitch, I pie like tight. Ain't no pot of my tight. Pot of bag, nigga. Put that pot in, get me right. Taking cash, nigga. Taking it out and I'm paying it tight. Pay me twice. Yeah. Still outside. Yeah. Still outside. Bitch, I took. Still outside. Hold on, the best part coming up, don't worry. Still outside, still outside. 
This ain't what I wanted to hear, but this is the bar. But listen. My dog snap, man. My nigga said about it the boom, about it the bing, and made it sound flame. I'm never going doubt him again. But like, bro, I ain't gonna lie, that that, that shit was <laughs> making me like that shit was infuriating me because he like the nigga said the same like it's what I hate, bro. I hate when rappers say the same shit like five, six times. It's like, bro, like you know, like I'm not even on some like oh you you gotta be like on some lyrical shit. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. Like, bro, if you gonna say if you if you just gonna if you just gonna swag over the beat and just rely on like the like flows and cadences, bro, like don't be that repetitive. You know what I'm saying? Like, my nigga said about it, about it, the boom, about it, the beam. My nigga, like, who the fuck is gonna say that on the beat? About it, about it, the boom, about it, the beam. But that verse was uh, niggas thought it was Cardi. Like niggas thought it was Cardi. Niggas thought it was Kendrick. Let me know my nigga is one of them shapeshifter types like a Tory Lanez or like early Travis Scott where he could sound like anybody. <laughs> nigga could sound like anybody that he wants to. Is it a good thing or a bad thing? I mean, like, even though he sounds similar to them niggas, his, his shit kind of distinctive. It. But like, it's distinctive in like the wrong way. I don't know how to explain it, bro. Like, <laughs> Oh, that nigga got like I ain't gonna say he completely ass. Like, he got potential. It's just like, bro, the nigga really don't be saying nothing though. Like that shit blows my mind. Cause like that's what you, that's what you got Kendrick for. Well, look though, already say no, like don't say nothing. He gonna say some simple shit. Like you know what I'm saying? Like Keem will just say a bunch of shit that don't. Body the body the boo, body the bean. Oh, and there's something else. Uh, fuck, fuck, fuck. I can't remember right now. Oh, this nigga, baby Keem. Changed the lyric on one of his old songs from like it was some shit that basically said my main my old bitch was dark skin my main bitch is light skin or some shit like that he and he changed yeah <laughs> just in case they tried to go back and cancel him my nigga Bob yeah. hold on this the last thing before we get back to Isaiah Rashad man like I ain't mean to spend this much time on Baby King but we here now so. It is what it is. All right, Baby King changes old song lyrics to avoid getting canceled. So the song in question is Baby King by Baby King on his first mixtape. The original lyric was, I got me a red bone fetish. Whoa, that made my dark bitch jealous. Whoa. But... (laughs) (laughs) 
the the new lyrics are I got me a cheekbone fetish. Whoa, that made my smart bitch jealous. Whoa, <laughs> Russell, he like you get like even worse because that shit don't correlate <laughs> at all. At least it was like all right, that shit kind of like it was kind of fly. But I could see the problematic side. He just like you know what I'm saying like, oh, bro. But Isaiah Rashad. Featuring Schoolboy Q running. The house is burning out Friday. Where's Schoolboy Q been at? I wasn't Blankface. I think it was. It's either Blankface or Crash Talk. I don't know which one came first. Y'all go through it, nigga. Fuck it. Double me on my switched up the backseat of Muffet. Hell yeah, I got the chain. Yeah, it was Crash Talk. I feel like with Crash Talk, he had the song um, Num Num Juice. That was like, that shit was dumb hard. But then when I heard the album, I thought it was like kind of underwhelming. Yeah, Crash Talk was definitely underwhelming. That's probably why my dog did MIA for a little bit. He trying to get the, get the vibes right, man. Yeah. I'm fucking with this. I, this is what I like because Schoolboy Q is very, well, no, nah, not very. He was originally very hit or miss for me. Like, I did not like that nigga's first album. Thought his second, actually, this is actually ironic because I remember uh, both Isaiah Rashad's first tape, Sylvia Demo, and fucking uh, Oxymoron, Schoolboy Q's first album. Both of them shits dropped like within a month of each other. And I remember just thinking, like, this nigga Isaiah Rashad shit is way better than this nigga Schoolboy Q, which it's kind of funny because Schoolboy Q is kind of like the one that brought Isaiah Rashad to TDE. I didn't know that at the time, but that's kind of like a funny little Easter egg to find out or whatever. But yeah, Schoolboy Q been MIA, so I'm happy to hear from him. I'm happy that he sounded actually good and not kind of eh, not trying to do too much with his voice or nothing. But this might be the uh, this the start of the TDE time of the year, my nigga. He got basically every TDE artist on here except for uh, Absol and Kendrick. He got SZA features. Go ahead, go ahead. No, I just about to say the features. I say he got SZA, he got J Rock, he got Schoolboy Q, he got other motherfuckers that's not on TDE, but they setting the TDE vibe for them niggas to come and take over the end of the year. Bruh. So another nigga who like, I don't want to say bro fell off, but man, I feel like we ain't heard that nigga in years. Like, nah, man, listen, there's a whole class of rappers that like once the SoundCloud era hit, those niggas' careers slowed down drastically, bro. Like even like, but even then, like most of the niggas I'm thinking of, their career was already kind of slowing down. But just the fact that rap shifted so far away from lyricism, like. That shit really affected at least their uh, their media coverage and just their their presence online at the very least, if not their overall bag in their careers and shit. Like, I can't really speak on that, but I can speak on how much publicity and how much people cared and talked about them and shit. And, like, you got motherfuckers like Action Bronson, uh, Throw Abso in there, of course. And ain't none of these niggas coming to the top of my head right now. But there's a basically anybody that was on one train, like Big Crit, like all them motherfuckers, bro. 
they had a decent little cult following. Like they 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 probably could have lasted. Well, they probably could still last off of touring for another ten years just because niggas appreciated their lyricism and they was doing their thing or whatever. But all of them niggas have disappeared from the quote unquote mainstream. Like don't none of them niggas get no publicity. Don't none of them niggas do no kind of viral shit. Don't no media publication report on none of the quote unquote lyrical rappers of the early 2010s like all them niggas like Joey Badass like even him like that nigga's an actor now in my eyes like I ain't heard no music from him or I ain't seen no shit about music from him and who's to say that nigga ain't dropped a tape yesterday <laughs> but them niggas ain't getting no kind of publicity like they not getting no kind of coverage no nothing like it's a whole class of rappers like that bro like just think of motherfuckers like ASAP 12 or somebody like that like niggas that like niggas that rap and actually rap but they never really got that big and then niggas stopped giving a fuck about lyrics and now them niggas careers is in a major state of flux well I think with Joey Badass I don't think he fell off because of that I think that nigga just chose reroute his career and get into the acting more but I feel like he chose that because of the, the circumstances like it was kind of uh, a chicken or the egg type thing because I always, I always felt like Joey Badass felt like he should have been bigger than what he was and since he wasn't he was going to try to like transition into something else kind of similar to ASAP Rocky now but like with Joey Badass though I a nigga like him he how would I say it like he he, he don't care like, about the mainstream. Yeah, cause like if he really wanted to, he could have like signed early and and been like you know what I'm saying, been that type of like type of artist. But I feel like he kind of just stuck to the end. worked out for him in the long run. So where like he like I think if he oh, as long as he's still on everything with the music shit, like bro, that nigga that nigga set bro. He probably breaking the hella bread just like a nigga. Like, you know what I mean? So oh, no, I I don't really want to question the nigga's bag or nothing like that. I'm just questioning. They're, the way they're covered, like the way the media coverage kind of shifted, which I mean, that's to be expected. Like, hypothetically, if all these niggas came up around 2010, 2011, by 2016, the media coverage should be shifting away from them. But I just feel like the fact that the eyes shifted towards shit that wasn't really on the same type of time, like that kind of helped accelerate their quote unquote fall off or their perceived fall off. Just the fact that I guess times kind of passed them by, I guess. True enough. That's also probably the best way to phrase it. What's the nigga? Um, you know exactly what I'm talking about too. The nigga who teeth is knocked out in the front. Danny Brown. Yes, bro. Like that's one, like one of he one of those niggas in that class, yeah. Yeah, like sure. you think about it, like he used to really be one of them guys. And you, man, I, last even just said, a couple years ago, even a few years ago, he had one of the most highly acclaimed albums. And now, like, where is he? Like, where's the coverage of him? That uh, atrocity exhibition or some shit like that. The year that shit dropped, I will always see motherfuckers put because I think it might have dropped the same year as damn. Either dropped the same year as damn, or the same year as to Pippa Butterfly. And they will always like they will try to put it on the same level. I like I never could get into Danny Brown because that nigga voice, but I was just like, damn, like this nigga shit is that good. I didn't really think it was all that or nothing, but I was like, damn, like I don't, I don't think I ever listened to it. I think I just tried to listen to one song and I couldn't fuck with it. But yeah, but like even somebody like him who had that much critical acclaim, bro, like 
you don't hear shit about Danny Brown now, bro. You might see a Danny Brown headline once every four months. Like, shit, even to a lesser extent, motherfucker, like, man, I just seen this nigga shit in my library and he want to go away. But that, none of these niggas popping in my head. But it was somebody. I, I just seen this nigga in my shit, man. Hold on. Yeah, it's just the fact that these niggas is, you know, I don't want to just chalk it up to them being lyrical rappers. That's why they fell off or whatever, but music's not there right now. Oh, Vince Staples, that's who it was. And he just dropped the album last month, so he's, his publicity is coming back around. But he kind of, like, his label situation was always weird. He never had, he was never, like, well, none of these niggas was ever that big, really. But I just feel like it's a lot of, motherfuckers who kind of got lost in the shuffle with the new influx of melodic ass sound clouds here people versus their traditional bars or even somebody like Vince Staple who he probably he probably don't sound like nobody before him but it was still rapping and not really a lot of melodic like even to a lesser extent Earl like the the conversations that you see around Earl that niggas was having two, three years ago, four years, you don't see niggas talking about Earl like that no more, calling him the best rapper in the world, one of the best lyricists, like shit like that. Like, don't nobody yeah. give a fuck about that no more. <laughs> like, and as low key, like, you think about it, like a nigga like Tyler, how like Tyler kind of, like, his style always been unique. He kind of always had that range, just production wise, with all that. So, he a nigga that's able to stand the test of time because he can always try some different shit and it's just going, you know what I'm saying? Like My dog a gimmick. I, I ain't even going to say a gimmick, man. I ain't going to say a gimmick. I, even though you feel like, even though you feel like Call Me If You Get Lost was one of those ones, I kind of see where you're coming from, but like, I don't know. I don't really feel like he a gimmick. I feel like he's a good artist. That's what good artists can evolve with the times and stay relevant. Right. So... But I, like, an actual artist, I should say. I shouldn't even say a good artist. An actual artist, niggas out here is not artists. They're I don't want to say they're rappers because some rappers are artists, so that's fucked up to say. But all they can do is rap. Tyler can do way more than rap. But here's the one thing I will say though: I don't like like I feel like if you all you could do is rap, that should be respected. You get what I'm saying? It should like, be, but it's too many like, niggas that's trying to like they that's trying to do more than rap, and it's just not in them. Or it's like. I feel like one of the most cliche things I see with a lot of upcoming niggas is they like, oh, I want to show the niggas I'm I'm like more than a rapper. I'm more than a rapper. I'm an artist. And it's like everybody is auto-tune now. So it's like you can't really use that to be like, oh, I'm more than an artist. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it, then they'll get on like a like a weekend type beat, you know what I'm saying? Try to like do their thing on that. And it's like, bro, nah, just stick to like what's you, bro. Like, don't try so hard to be different. Like if it's if it's in you, it's in you, but don't. Don't make it your goal to like step out the box in that way. Nah, uh, I agree that it's okay with being like we shouldn't even say shit like just a rapper. Like, it, there's nothing wrong with not making your beats, with just being able to piece lyrics together greatly and be like be a good, be able to rap well. But right. the problem is that ain't what niggas is doing. Like niggas, <laughs> like 
niggas don't come out and pride themselves on their lyricism. Niggas don't come out and pride themselves on their bars or their wittiness or nothing like that. Niggas come out and pride themselves on their money and how many bitches they fuck. So, of course, niggas, I don't want to say niggas like me because I don't necessarily look down on nobody, but it's just like I separate. I separate the niggas that's, for one, actually talking about shit from the niggas that's not talking about shit. And for two, niggas that can actually make a good song, make a good musical composition Versus the niggas who can freestyle some shit and it, it'll come out good. Like, we have to, like, if we don't differenti- differentiate between that, then what the fuck, like, what are we doing? Like, we can't just allow everybody to just be called a rapper or everybody to just be called a hip-hop artist and them niggas is not contributing the same amount of shit. Like, that's not fair to the niggas like Tyler or shit. Some, even somebody like Kendrick, who isn't known for making his beats, but he's known for actually composing his songs and put putting a full song together and all that kind of shit. Like, we right. got to draw the line somewhere to differentiate so niggas will know and understand its levels to this shit. Well, I shouldn't say we got to draw a line, but, I mean, something that my, uh, my homeboy been beating into my head just overall is that us as a culture we have to gatekeep more. Like, we got to tell niggas no more. Like, we got to make niggas, like, we got to make it known that some shit is not okay. Like, everything is not to be accepted in hip-hop or shit just overall by black people because that's how we kind of moving now. Like, um, on a hip-hop tip, we got no problems with Jack Harlow's. We got no problems with Jordan Hollywood, who QC signed and is basically trying to make into another Jack Harlow. Like, we got no problems with white people coming in and not doing shit for the culture, but being within the culture. Like, we got no problems with that. But they wouldn't let us do that to country music. Yeah, they, like, no, not, not ain't no hell not about it. We tried. <laughs> Lil Nas X is squarely a hip-hop artist now. Like, they look at him well, and well, associate gotta, him with hip-hop. I got I to gotta make an objection, because you got to think. That boy Darius Rucker was with Beauty uh, and the Blowfish. And, like, I don't think he was, like, on, like I don't know. On internet era back then, so it could have been at a point in time where like niggas was listening to them, not knowing that Darius Rucker was black. I mean that he kind of you know he's like a well known figure in that country scene. So, but I'm not even talking about now, and I'm not necessarily talking about because there is I I think there is one big country, one one big black dude that's country, or one big. I ain't, I thought it. Was, I don't know. This, his name don't sound familiar. The nigga you I'm thinking of. Never heard Hootie and the Blowfish. Yeah, I have heard of Hootie and the Blowfish for sure. But yeah, he's like the head guy of that. He like the he like the like the lead singer in that group basically. The uh the dude I'm thinking of his name is like well like both his names is like one syllable or some shit like that. I don't know. But yeah, it's just we don't gatekeep enough. So because we don't gatekeep enough, we've allowed our culture to be watered down by outsiders. So now it's not really frowned upon for a white bitch to quote unquote talk ghetto. Like it's not like it's okay. It, like we, we, the bad people, we, the bad people. If we point out the fact that basically gay culture is black woman culture. Like if I was to say that, yeah, like, but at the same time, black women are still demonized for that shit. But that's that's on a bigger scale. I just want to keep it hip. I don't want to go too deep because it's just us. We, I like I want different opinions when we go into that shit. But just on a hip hop point of view, 
it's too much shit that's getting through and niggas is accept niggas is accepting it because everything, no matter what, a nigga could come out and fart on the fucking beat. And there's gonna be somebody somewhere that fuck with that shit, bro. But we as a fucking culture, we gotta come to a point where it's like, nah, that shit whack. Like <laughs> some some people gotta be told that. And the problem is when the old heads was trying to do it around the time Uzi and them came up, right around the same time I was mentioning when the lyrical niggas started falling off or whatever. Like, I guess they was a little too abrasive with it. So we just said, nah, fuck y'all, fuck y'all, fuck y'all old niggas, man. We fucking with this shit. And, like, that mentality just kind of moved on to a, we're going to fuck with anything. Like, just because it's just because it sound new or sound different don't mean we can't fuck with it. Which there's nothing wrong with that. But it comes a point where, nigga, you got to draw the line that, no, this shit's unacceptable. Like, no, motherfucker. But, but you also hey. got to think, though, like, you got to look at culture at large. Like, the, just look at hip-hop at large. Like, a lot of the consumer base, I mean, kids have been listening to hip-hop. But it's at a point now where it's like, how do I say it? Like, it, it seems like it's, like this shit is controlled more by the youth than it, than it ever has been, right? So if you think back to, like, the early 2000s, late 90s, like, the only child rappers you really had was like what Bow Wow and Lil Romeo. Like them was like the two names that come to your mind. Other than that, like you might have niggas like in their early twenties or like you know eighteen, nineteen type deal. But it wasn't like a lot of children doing this shit. Whereas now it's like, you know, like the kids are kind of like it's it's really the kids doing this shit more so now. So that sound not going. That's that's I think that's a lot of reason why the sound not gonna ever like. You, you can't, it's not really much you can say, bro, because it's like the shit now is being made more so by kids for kids. Like, so, like, and that, something else that I've seen is that, like, our generation, for some reason, is the generation that wants to stay young. For, but I don't think we're the only generation that's like that. But since we're the first generation with the internet, this, like, it kind of hits harder that, like, motherfuckers. So, for example, Uzi today tweeted oh my mom found my birth certificate i'm actually turning 26 instead of 27 also the same nigga who tweeted five years ago if you over 25 you old nigga shut the fuck up i don't want to hear from you some shit like that but i'm just saying that to say our generation just seems like it's kind of stuck in that mentality of i don't want to grow up i want to stay at t like i want to live my high school years forever which i feel like that's not just our generation but like i said it kind of gets exacerbated because of social media and shit but yeah, I just feel like our generation is the one that's kind of that kind of started that trend, and now the generation coming up under us, like niggas born in two thousand and later, them niggas is just kind of I don't want to say making it worse because who's to say what's worse and what's better or whatever, but they're kind of you know leaning into it even more to, but my problem with that is it's not even the I don't want to grow up thing because them niggas ain't even grown yet. They shit is, they like, everybody wants to be a teen, I feel like. So the niggas that's past teenage years is acting younger. And the niggas that's not there yet is acting older. Basically is my point. All right. And like you said, I just, I, niggas is make, it's kids or niggas trying to be kids making music. And I don't even really look at it as music for kids. Because how the fuck is rapping about, Shooting niggas and killing niggas, music for kids. The like that I shit don't. Here's why I say like, but it's the sound, the way it, it, the way it hits the ears, the flutes, and all that kind of shit. I understand oh. that. 
But also, like a lot of these niggas nowadays is like they they jits, bro. Like you gotta think, Ken Carson only eighteen, right? Like I'm talking about, I'm this brown sound that's kind of on that's back on the rise, like the new SoundCloud wave. Like Ken Carson's like eighteen. Um, Tekka just turned like eighteen or nineteen, but you know he came in, he was like a, he was like sixteen or seventeen. You got niggas like uh, Baby Santana, Cash, Dami, uh, Slump Success. Like these niggas is like under, like these niggas is teenagers, bro. That's what I mean, like by like like a lot of these up and coming niggas. That's like you know what I'm saying, like this new. Oh yeah, SSG Kobe, like niggas like that. They 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 kids. That's what I'm saying. Like it's by kids for kids. Like so that sound not really gonna get back to that lyrical shit like, in terms of being like the mainstream thing. It would never. I don't know, man. I don't want to say that it's never going to go back to lyric. Well, I agree. Like, I agree it's never going to go back to lyrical. Like, definitely 90s era lyrical miracle rap. But I feel like it's still, first off, there's still going to be a lane for that shit. As we can see now with the Griseldas and shit, the niggas is making a decent living off of this shit, it seems like. But that shit is still ingrained in the niggas that's at the top now. So, like, for example, we, we see hints of lyricism in Lil Baby, even though that nigga say he not going to take no social justice stance or nothing like that, but he still show hints of being able to piece together some decent bars and right. do it impressively. Uh, young boy, probably not so much, but he's still a nigga that's talking about something that's not just random bullshit. Like, he's still quote-unquote giving us that soul or whatever, like whatever you want to call it. So I still feel like there's hope there, but I don't know. Like, it just... I, I just want to focus on the gatekeeping aspect of we can't just let shit slide, bro. We can't just let niggas make their way in here basically by being memes. Like, that's what the last two, three years been, I feel like, is that niggas then lucked into a hit by doing some weird or funny shit, and now they just here and we accepting them. We got to think, though, bro, like, at the end of the day, you, like, there's still, like, a business aspect to hip-hop. So For sure. only niggas that's really going to truly be able to gatekeep, at the, like, is really the labels. Like, because, like, that that was, like, the only true authority figure that controls, like, what gets out there. So, like, if they, if, like, if they, if they just getting behind whatever is hot to make bread, like, then it's only so much, like, like older rappers can do in terms of just publicizing, like being like dissatisfied on social media. Like the niggas who got the power to kind of like, you know what I'm saying, see how shit shape out. Like they just gonna endorse whatever is hot, you know what I'm saying, for the sake of the bag. So it's just one of the things you kind of gotta like just, you kind of just gotta rely on like hip hop remaining diverse and like understanding that like it's different pockets of this shit. So even though like certain shit may not be like, like you said, like a lot of the old niggas don't get that same media coverage. Like you gotta look at it now. Like it's still gonna be some some fire lyrical shit out there, even though it might not be the face. It's still there. So you just gotta appreciate it, you know, for what it is. For sure, for sure, and just appreciate the fact that hip hop is so big now that that's how it's gotta be. That's literally how it has to be. Like it's gonna be shit that the labels push because it's the biggest thing. It's gonna sell the most. And right. well, I don't know about sell the most, but it's definitely gonna get the most traction at the very least. And it's gonna be shit that the labels don't push that's actually dope, but it's not commercial enough. So that's always been the case. It's just the fact that now that hip hop is literally the biggest genre in the world, 
that shit plays itself out on a bigger scale. But I don't even remember how we got to that topic. But the next topic on the list, man. And what the fuck should? How should I start this off? So, did y'all catch any of the Rolling Loud performances? <laughs> Not on live. On, yeah, I just seen clips on Twitter, basically. All right. So, I already told y'all niggas, I felt like Dirk had the best shit. But for me, the most, well, before the last couple of days, the most noteworthy shit from Rolling Loud was that Kodak, Young Thug, well, Kodak and Young Thug both said they got albums coming in October. And Uzi said he has two projects dropping, uh, the Pink Tape and uh, Forever Young. So, just real quick, out of those four projects, which one y'all want the most? Man, wait, go over the four projects projects so far, bro. Thug, Kodak, and two from Uzi. One a tape, one an album. Thug. Thug. All right, so that's where we're going to start, man. So, uh, Thug's Rolling Loud performance, he probably had, I don't, I don't know, he probably performed for about 20 minutes. They started letting some YSL niggas perform before they just all left the stage. Um, It was dressed in all pink. Had the shit on that said punk, but instead of a U, it had like a little asterisk, so it could have been interpreted as punk or pink. And then I believe the next day, I don't know, I don't remember today's date, but I just know uh, he dropped this Tiny Desk concert because at, at at Rolling Loud, that nigga previewed two songs from his new album. And then a couple days later, he actually performed some of these songs in the Tiny Desk concert. And I was fucking with it. My dad for having another kid on it. Uh, he had came home one day and he saw a um, car in the driveway. The mouse fire and ran my mom over. She had a stroke and she was she out. Yeah. I always knew I wasn't gonna be gay. Send a picture to my mom's phone was I was like eight. Hey. I always knew that I'd be great. Cause my coach told me I was slow, but I was running in a fast pace. Huh? They trying to divide us and conquer the world. Boy, you was stupid. They got a couple of guys. Man, you was fast. You know them dumb niggas be the best athletes. Boy, say, where are they? Hey, brothers, y'all seen a Twitter clip? Like, where they just, they clip out that first part, and it just end with, I always knew I wasn't going to be gay. Boy, that shit is hilarious, bro. Because that shit is so out of left field, bro. This nigga thug is, like, that nigga, I don't even know, bro. I don't know. That nigga say yeah. some more. Hold on. That nigga said, I told my son, you ain't gonna be no cheerleader, but you might have to catch a body. Hold on. Hold on. I'm telling you, bro. Chris, Chris, wait a minute. That correlate with what I said earlier. That shit is a fire bar. Don't hey, don't even, hey, Greg, don't even, even though that's a quarter of the day, we ain't even going to say it on here. We ain't gonna I ain't going to say it. I ain't going to say it, though. I ain't going to say it. But I said it. I had already said it, just to let y'all boys know. Hey, bro, the, the thing was, the, the, the quote tweet under the video was, Thug will be on the verge of saying some profound shit to either make a egregious grammatical error or say a slur. <laughs> then, it, the, the original video I said that I, uh, that I seen that tweet with, our haters, and then 
like he, he sounded like he was about to say something positive. He was like, Y'all call them haters. I call them retards or some shit. Like that, <laughs> <laughs> that shit was amazing. I'm like, What the fuck, man? Drop a body and you wouldn't have to pay for lunch. I was gonna say, the hardest song on that song is dropping. I told my bitch, behind me, I'm in my zone. She like, how the fuck you ain't never wrote a song? Same reason your finance ain't never wore a song. Ooh, oh, lame. I just rather ride along. Bought you a spot, now you ain't never gotta go. Yeah, I told my nigga I'ma drop the jewels on him. You gotta go through this shit with your heart. You can't. Hey, that boy was giving me vibes. Nah, man. The fact this nigga sound like they probably got some kind of vocal effects on his mic, but this nigga's breath control to be able to do the whole damn songs sound probably exactly like how them shits is going to sound on the tape. Like that shit was impressive to me, bro. I was captivated by this whole performance. Yeah, I like I like the fact that the tiny desk shit got so much. Cause like before it used to be like a lot of like indie and folk artists. I feel like not or like just you know what I'm saying not like it wasn't really hip hop centered, but like they cover pretty much every genre at this point. Man, that's what that nigga said. I ain't six nine, but two hoes with me. You can call me shoddy. I was like, well, what the fuck is this nigga talking about? This nigga Bingo had to point out. Real no, nigga, this nigga Bingo had to point out that nigga he was talking about a shotgun, but it's still like because you know it's two holes on the shotgun, so shoddy. Oh, exactly, damn. bro. I was... That's not what he talking about. I think the nigga ain't the nigga. It is though. Yes, but Greg, what the fuck else got two holes and is a shoddy? Like I was like, what the fuck do two holes got to do with shoddy? Oh, bitch. nigga Bingo was like, nigga a shotgun, nigga a shotgun oh, got two holes at the front. Bitch. That's crazy. This nigga Santan, you know, you gotta. He feel like he the big man on campus, so he gotta make his presence hey, hey, felt. Watch out, watch out, bro. <laughs> watch, watch out, watch out, man. Ask him the question you asked us, Chris. Hey, All right, so bro. Santan. Uh huh. At Rolling Loud, Kodak, mm-hmm. Young Thug. Well, Kodak and Young Thug said they were dropping in October. Uzi said he dropping a tape. And an album. What out of those four projects, which one do you want most? A a Kodak album, a Thug album, a Uzi tape, or Uzi Uzi. album? Uzi. Tape or album, though? Tape or album, nigga? Album. So you think Uzi's albums is better than his tapes? Yeah. I don't even know how to distinguish it too no more because like yeah, I don't come on Apple. Distinguish it too because they all be on Apple Music. Look, I tell y'all this: the only albums Lil Uzi dropped, "Love Is Rage 2 and "Eternal A Take Standard." The deluxe is Lil Uzi versus the World 2, which is a tape. I don't get it, Chris. But how was "Love Is Rage" one on the album? You know what I'm saying? Because it, it was a tape. It came out on like that Piff and shit first before it was on streaming. Oh, I gotta make a call. Okay, fair enough. But Same way, Dirty Sprite 2 was an album and Dirty Sprite 1 was a tape. All right, bet, bet, bet. Yeah. Hold on. So, yeah, if it was up to me, I would say Uzi. But no, no, no. Actually, I'm saying Thug album. Yeah, man, I think Thug. Because I feel like Thug do his dollar on the solo tapes. But when he do the compilations, man, they, like, they be having some hits, but it never be like... 
Like you can't never listen to the compilation top to bottom, but like, bro, this shit went crazy. Like it just be inside. Like you talking about slime language? You couldn't listen to top to bottom. Like it was okay. Like I didn't think it was trash, but it wasn't like all that. Like man, as soon as that get fucked up, come on, TJ, cutting it off. That song not good. And that, but that song big came out before the the. the so. I think the album that slime language the compilation that shit is it's it's that's a yeah, the first one is five the second one is less five the deluxe no the first slime language this was slime oh, language two that just true, dropped true. I thought you meant like slime language two I was gonna say boy what yeah that, but that's what I'm saying that shit not as good as the first one slime I'm talking about the, the I thought you meant slime language two deluxe that's what I thought you were talking about oh okay it was two deluxe should have been the regular album or key. But that's a whole nother topic. I didn't, even, I didn't even critique it. That's a whole nother topic, my boy. You ain't ready for that. It's so much shit that I only listen to once, bro. It's ridiculous. Like what? That. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, <laughs> most shit that dropped this year. Nigga, the, the, the song that popped out to me the most, and it's crazy when I say it, is uh, Carlay. Carlay and Coy Go listen to it. It's called I Like. I like Carlay's song on the first line language. That shit so far. But I, uh, like, I was shocked that I don't even fuck with the Drake song or like that, bro. Like, I don't, I ain't fuck with so, it's so much shit. Solid, nah, I don't fuck with something. Solid is straight, but it ain't, it ain't the best. Nigga, you fuck with Solid or you fuck with, uh, <laughs> We already talked about it. That nigga Drake snap, but Smiley is something else. No, but I'm trying to tell you, bro. It's just that nigga delivery. No, man. No. It ain't it. It ain't it. But hold on. I don't know what I don't know what this is. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, this is this is more new music, TJ that I forgot. Fucking Tory Lanez and Kodak Gratata. This is a decent segue into our next topic because Tory Lanez was brought out brought out at Rolling Loud by multiple artists. The first one being Kodak, and I believe they performed this song. I'm not sure though. I got a question after you, after you finish playing the shit. I thought it was a decent little song, man. Nothing too, too major. Yeah, it's decent. It's decent, but... Go ahead, PJ. It was like, I'm just saying that part of Tory verse. It was like that. A lot of tat tat. I don't know. Niggas be just doing funny shit with the, with the flow sometimes. They be catching me off guard, but it's a decent song. All right, so I got a question, right? Which I feel like we all going to agree to this. Do y'all feel like... Tory shit is way better when he's singing. 
than when he rapping. Definitely, he's definitely a better singer than rapper. But I understand what he's doing. Like he can rap, so he do every rap. album or every like tape that boy really drop, it's always on some like toxic nigga shit. Like no, it was like on some toxic shit. Like yeah, like on his future chicks tape type shit. That's why I feel like he know he know what he doing like just to keep niggas intrigued, and nigga just gonna drop a hella rap song, and then when nah, he drops some shit, his shit on that was Papa remix. That boy slid on that verse, like that like that's some shit where like, I kind of need to hear this nigga rapping as well. You know, mm, I don't like that beginning of that verse. That's like that bar. That's something that's that's basic. Is well not basic, but it's overused. Like. She calling me daddy, but I'm not someone's father. Some shit like that. Whatever he said. Look. You just mad because you said that bar before, nigga. <sighs> I did. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, but that ain't why I'm mad. It's just basic, nigga. Because I thought, when I said it, I thought it was basic. I was like, damn, you feel me? I shouldn't have said that. It's a lot of shit I said that I shouldn't say. But it still go, it, it, it fit right in, so I just said it anyway. All right, so... uh. The biggest news from Rolling Loud, I guess, is the other person who brought Tory Lanez out Uh-oh. was the baby. Uh-oh. And the baby is under fire for this comment. Let's get into this shit. You didn't show up today with HIV, AIDS, any of them deadly sexual transmitted diseases. They'll make you die two, three weeks, put a cell phone like that up. Lady, if your pussy smell like water, put a cell phone like that up. Fellas, lights up. Fellas, if you ain't sucking nigga dick in the parking lot, put your cell phone like that. Let's be real about this shit. So keep it fucking real. Some of y'all niggas suspect as a motherfucker. Let's be real. All right. Shit. The shit that kind of that that's blowing me for real about everybody trying to cancel this man is the fact that they correlate. Like he, like I understand. Yes, like he outlandish with. Like, he shouldn't have said that at all. But these motherfuckers correlated him saying that he ain't got eight. All right, start right there. Start right there. Start right there. Because I just want to, you know, contextualize it a little bit, Greg. So as y'all just heard the comments, um, probably about a day and a half after a little bit after the baby did this. This happened Sunday night. By Tuesday, there was a lot of backlash against him for um attacking the LGBTQ community because of the stigma surrounding HIV AIDS that's associated with gay people and basically just talking down upon gay people. That's what it was. That's what it was perceived as I'm assuming. And he's been receiving a lot of backlash. A lot of artists, including Dua Lipa and Elton John have spoke out against the baby. Oh, no, we can't leave Um, Demi Lovato out of this. Her heroin is. How you going to do heroin and try to talk on somebody? But, uh, not even in your right mind. Like I said, the baby was, he brought out Tory Lanez for his coach, I said Coachella, for his Rolling Loud set. And before he brought out Tory Lanez, he performed one of his Megan Thee Stallion collabs. And then after he brought out Tory Lanez, he performed another one of his Megan Thee Stallion collabs. So if y'all recall, um, they were both. Meg and t- Meg and the baby were going back and forth on Twitter, basically over Tory Lanes about a month ago, and now we have this. Uh, after he performed the Meg songs, he basically went on a small, not necessarily a rant, but basically saying he don't choose no sides or whatever like that. I only I don't remember exactly what was said, but it was but he basically was basically saying he got love for both of them, whatever. It's business um, over friends, basically. 
Yeah, that's basically what he was saying. It was business. And I just said all that to say that I feel like there's some big luminaries in play here with this whole, with the comments that he made getting blown up so much. And I feel like it's the same big luminaries that were in play last summer. And it basically revolves around Megan Thee Stallion. But, Greg, you can uh kind of get into your pocket of, well, I, well, like, they were trying to conflate the two. Like, I feel like it's obvious what's going on, but I want to hear Man. y'all for a second. Nah, like, so, I ahead, feel Greg, like, ahead, I, like, I don't know what I'm about to go with this, because, nigga, how did they come up with, he didn't say, you gave me, STD whatsoever, my nigga. Raise your hand. If you if you a bitch and your pussy's raise your hand. If you a motherfucking faggot and you sucking dick in the car, if you ain't sucking dick in the car, then raise your hand. Get this nigga saying like, oh yeah. If you got AIDS, you gay. Basically, or if you gay, you got AIDS. How did that come up to like how did that how did they get that from that? Because a button was pushed, bro. No, bro, man. Like, Listen, like I, I, I'm gonna have to disagree with like y'all on book, this one, bro. bro. I gotta disagree with y'all on this one. And don't bro. say he wasn't provoked, bro. That's they do that shit in the club all the time. I'm not even talking about that. About I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the fact that even though he probably didn't even mean to say them two claims, like, re, like you know, what I'm saying relative to each other, but he said them in the same breath. You feel what I'm saying? So it's kind of like it's like it's easy to like. It's easy to come to that conclusion. If you just said, okay, about the AIDS thing, and then you, you turn back around and talk about a nigga sucking dick in the parking lot. If you but say I that feel in the like, same sentence, it's kind of like, it's easy to conflate the two, bro. So I, I feel like no, the problem bro. is the backlash, yes. number one. Listen, listen, hold on, hold on. You go, from, you go from saying, you go from saying, oh, yeah, if you ain't got AIDS, and if you got good pussy, and then you go for saying, and if you suck a dick in the parking lot, you like nigga, how does how, how can you listen? Stop? Listen, I feel like the main problem, but nobody want to speak on it, is the backlash first and foremost came from white people who don't understand that saying niggas is sucking dick is another phrase for basically saying that oh you a stand of this nigga, like you oh yeah, you really fuck with that nigga, huh? Like oh, don't nobody nah, want nah, you giving this man the benefit of the doubt right now. Yeah, no, Chris, no, 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 because listen, listen, listen. The look, look hold on, hold on. Bro, let bro, me bro. say my piece, bro. Let me say my piece. Look, I was watching this live, bro. He this man is at rolling loud in front of the biggest crowd he ever seen. He trying to get every motherfucking body in the crowd to put their phone light up in the sky for his Instagram or for whatever. So he's saying whatever he can come, like the shit that comes to his mind that most people will put their phone up for. That's what he's saying. So, but hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me, ahead, I'm not finished. Ahead, I'm not finished. Hold on, ahead, hold on, hold on. So he said, if you, I don't even remember what the fuck the nigga said first. Oh, no, he said the HIV shit first. Yeah. How no, he you, said, but like, what made you think to leave with that shit, though? That's what I'm trying to because say. Because that's something bro, that would get niggas, that was something that bro. would get a reaction. Yeah, like, that's yeah. some shit that All right, nah, people will agree with like people was going to say oh yeah fuck yeah I don't, I don't got no stds bitch i'm putting like yeah like that guy like greg said it in the chat like they say that shit in the club all the time right, you listen, got a clean look. pussy you don't got no stds make some noise like now look that even though, kind of shit. I, now listen I've only been to clubs down there a few times i am a privy to the fact that djs they do get in the booth and they just say you know what i'm saying random shit but from my experiences i don't heard like if you clean 
it up, but it'd be like shit like if you in here with your dogs, make some noise. If your bills paid, make some noise. Like I don't no, I yeah, and then nigga, the STD. I ain't never heard a nigga that. say nigga, something I so specific. That, shit, that boy bro. said no, I always but Greg, you ain't never heard it that drawn out, bro. You ain't never heard it. I've heard DJ no, Luke no, no, no. say that shit multiple times, bro. How you said it, Greg? How you said it? How you said it? Give me an example. Chris example. No, no, no. Example. Ain't an example. Don't don't go, Chris. I'm gonna give you an example, bitch. Nigga, shut up. If that nigga Chris has that nigga not been like, if you ain't got no clout, you ain't got no committee, you ain't got no gonorrhea, put your motherfucking hands in the air. Yeah, like he not he's, de- that, he's definitely said that shit. Right. And motherfuckers. Because there's some shit you know is gonna get the crowd reaction. Yes, you know it's gonna be a decent amount of motherfuckers. Motherf- yeah, even yeah. But you then hold on, let me say this. Bruh, like but the, no, 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 he ain't shit. Like, he didn't say it like that's what y'all fell in the realize. Nigga said if you ain't got HIV or AIDS, none of them deadly as these that kill you in two to three weeks. Like, bro, Nigga, that's yeah, what you mean? Like, that's that some shit that's gonna make it. Yeah. No, it's not, bro. It ain't, bro. But you can't, you can't turn around no. and say something about gay people. Literally, the the. But listen, listen, that, hold on, hold on. Let me say this, please, please, please. Let me say this. Go ahead, this go man ahead. said, "Fellas, if you wasn't sucking dick in the parking lot, why is that homophobic?" Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, I don't want to say why. That shit is being interpreted as a homophobic statement because it was heard by the wrong ears. Like, we hear that shit, we don't think twice of it because we know this nigga mean, all right, he's at Rolling Loud. It was probably some niggas out there. Keep in mind, this is the same nigga that said, are you asking for pictures with niggas? Like, keep that in mind now. Keep that in mind. This nigga is basically saying, if you, you was in the parking lot, and you weren't acting like a groupie, make some noise. No, that's man. basically what he no. And no, Chris, y'all Chris, giving this nigga the benefit Chris, of the doubt Chris, right Chris. now, bro. All right, I'm gonna. He said if you weren't in the parking lot sucking dick, basically, if you weren't in the parking lot I think he, with I your jaw oh, dropped because you see a celebrity. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yes, that's what he meant, no, bro. No, man, no, man. I'm not going to No, because it's look, I hate I'm defending this nigga so hard, but it's like, what I'm saying is, this nigga just trying to police black lingo and shit, and they don't even know what the fuck is going on. Like, that shit is offensive. They trying to cancel this nigga for saying if he was in the parking lot. Sucking uh, dick, TJ, bro. bro, you wrong, bro. TJ, you wrong, bro. You gotta admit no. that shit because them they I'm... is low key doing that, bro. Because he probably ain't mean that shit in the literal, bro. You know, we say shit and don't mean that shit in the literal sense, nigga. But how anytime many times, somebody how many times here podcast is complimenting somebody, somebody who's not listening because y'all not listening, Chris. Okay, okay. Not, y'all not exactly. listening. Listen, y'all go listen. Y'all go listen. All right, all right, all right, nah, bro. Go ahead, TJ. I'm gonna I'm give it a benefit of the doubt and say, and say that I don't think he to conflate them two things. All right. I don't think it's intentional. But you gotta understand that if you say something like that, some boy like that, and some boy like within a similar time frame, it's gonna be interpreted as what it's been interpreted as. But how I can really you have no I can't have no sympathy for the nigga, bro? Like you but, gotta, but, but listen, that's this like, nigga that's... just rocked the biggest crowd of his life. You think this nigga is logically thinking, okay, if I just said some shit about HIV, I shouldn't say nothing about no dick sucking or nothing like that. No, bro, this nigga just trying to get the motherfuckers to put their phone lights hey, up, bro. Chris, you got to realize, this nigga That's older than us, bro. Conscience. No, 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 this nigga is older than us, bro. This nigga's in his mid to late 20s, bro. And all them niggas know AIDS came about back in like the 70s and 80s. That was that shit was seen as a gay disease, bro, because it seems to be called GRID. So it's like, and it stands for like gay-related immune deficiency. So... Them niggas know what that shit mean, bro. So for him to get on the stage and say that, and then say that in the next breath, it's like, come on, bro. You had to know how that shit was going to be interpreted, man. 
I'm sorry. Like, but I can't still, have that bro. Still, bro. TJ, you got to realize what Chris is saying, that shit got to have some type of truth to it because at the end of the day, nigga, white people always... That, basically, the example I told you today about how the nigga was trying to say, oh, the crack was trying to tell me, Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Red, I, get that, bro. Shit. I get yeah, that, bro. That is the that, same bro. shit, bro. That but is you, okay. the same thing. All right, y'all saying y'all saying, bro, was just trying to get say something relevant. But now, nah, TJ, look, look at it. Like no, 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 Time out, time out, time out. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Given that we've been in a fucking pandemic all this time, all he had to do is be like, man, if you glad to be outside, put your phone lighters in the air. Some simple. They already said shit like, like that, though. This is the like end that. of the performance. This is the end. That's why he's oh, saying. You so you telling me niggas just gonna ignore logic in 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 the in the middle of their profession? Like TJ. this is what you do for a living, bro? And you Nigga, just if you if your profession window? is turning up, if your profession is getting motherfuckers lit and turning up, you gonna say you you pretty much saying you don't give a rapper no sort of accountability, bro, for his words. And you know, living in an age where it's gonna be easily misconstrued. So like, I'm not saying. I ain't saying Look, I don't TJ, no accountability, TJ. but you acting like he gonna be able to calculate. Okay, yeah, if I say this, I can't ain't say that much this. to calculate, bro. Like come he on, didn't say, like he this. didn't say, he didn't go out there and say, man, fuck all gay people. He said, look, if you doing gay shit, <laughs> my boy, if you ain't doing gay shit, put your lights in there. That's all he said. He ain't say TJ, it was look at it like you got you got to be aware of the times, bro. Like this is how I interpreted it, and I was watching it live. The first statement, the HIV/AIDS statement, that's for everybody. Then he said, for the bitches, if y'all got a wet pussy, whatever, that's obviously just for the bitches. Then for the niggas, if y'all wasn't being male groupies, if y'all wasn't outside in the parking lot sucking dick, trying to get pictures with all the celebrities, put your phone up. Like, I don't understand why that's so hard for people to grasp that this nigga is saying, like, but it, like I said, it come down to white people basically trying to police black lingo, bro. I don't think that's what it is, bro. I think that is what it so is. You, hold on, hold on. So look at it like think... I'm, telling, I'm, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you an indicator why that's not the case. Because the nigga went on Twitter and went on and went on and gave his little spill. He could have easily clarified that and been done with it. But he chose not to speak on that. So therefore, okay, what, he right like... now, what you saying right now is you trying to save face for this nigga that he couldn't even do for himself. <laughs> No, I'm using logic. I'm speaking from a black person's perspective, which none of these other but motherfuckers he, can do. Not no, 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 but as a, him, him as a black man, he could have said what he meant on Twitter and just nipped the shit in the bud. What am I missing? Not. No, we're bro. We're talking about the debate It's not shit as right easy now. as that shit sounds, bro. What you mean? So it's not easy to make a tweet clarifying what you meant on stage? But nah, TJ, look. He clarified the shit about AIDS, but he said fuck the LGBTQ because he already knew they was trying to cancel him. Like, he already seen the fucking vibes. Like, he seen that they interpreted it that way. They wasn't going to change their stance on it, so he just said, I'm going to let y'all do y'all. Fuck it. It is what it is. But that's, that's why he specifically, uh, he specifically apologized to the AIDS and HIV affected because he's like, all right, I understand that in the spur of the moment. That's the that's some fucked up shit to say. That's some insensitive but, shit to say. Yeah, he he knew that he didn't say nothing directly targeting the LGBTQ community. That's why he was like, "All right, fuck, like y'all gonna do what y'all gonna do regardless. It is what it is." Uh, Adam, the point that I was making when you hopped no, in, I understand the point you're making. You're fucking correct. He didn't. I don't think that. I don't think he said anything to affect the community, bro. Nah, no. but hold on. Let me let me expand. I'm saying earlier, we just have to agree to disagree, man. I ain't, I'm gonna just. I'm gonna leave it at that, man. No, bro. Ain't no agree to disagree. Yeah, you because know, TJ, if, we got to get you to understand. Yeah, you got to get me to understand nothing. Well, you know, we you understand shit. You are brother. We gonna get like no. we, like we got to no. get to the root of it. 
Not necessarily the root, but I want you to at least understand. Chris, your point is clear. I'm just saying I don't think that. Why don't you agree with it, though? Because what I'm saying is what you're saying. Okay, that shit. I'm not saying it don't make sense what you're saying, but I'm saying if that was the case, he would try that on his own on Twitter. And if he chose not to. Articulate is, bro. We not. You got to remember, we not direct. We nigga is. But that nigga bro, not dumb, yes, bro. The nigga yes. went to college, bro. That's what y'all not getting, bro. It's this a lot of dumb niggas that went to college. Niggas that went to college. This, it's a lot of bro. dumb niggas went to college, bro. What are you talking about? Bro, you, but you, y'all, y'all, not, y'all can't sit here and act like the baby's so helpless he can't speak or think for himself, bro. That's, that's, that's right not now. what I'm saying. Y'all, I'm saying y'all pretty much doing right now, bro. He don't say bro. He might not be as articulate as us to sit here and say, okay, look. You just assuming that nigga not as articulate as you. Bro, listen, right now. Then and plus the nigga, the nigga ain't have as much time as us to sit here and say, okay, yeah, bro, I meant it like this instead of saying, yeah, bro, oh, this fuck y'all, like it, it is what it is. Of course, same shit. If I had to respond within a day span, like I'm gonna say the same shit. Because like my only point is the only reason why it's looked at as homophobia is because he mentioned sucking dick. So they just automatically saying, "Oh, this nigga was attacking gay black gay men because he said if he wasn't sucking dick, oh, he's attacking gay men." After he just said some shit about HIV, but if black ears heard that shit, they would know and understand that nigga is not literally talking about sucking dick. He talking about being on some dick sucking shit, being a fucking groupie, basically being, being a dick rider. Call it. Yes, if he would have said riding dick in the parking lot or dick riding, they would have been like, "Oh, okay." It would be the same backlash. Yeah, it'll be the same shit. And they'll be like, yeah, if that nigga, if you wasn't in the parking lot, dick ride, da, 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 he can't da, say he nothing. To he your can't rapper, then the motherfuckers would be like, oh, he okay, yeah, do, he still said it. He can't do nothing Bruh. right. Because if, if he would have said, if y'all bitches ain't in the parking lot sucking dick, Coles would have been like, look at this nigga disrespecting Being a misogynist. But no, 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 but listen. Nah, man, I'm not, I ain't going for that, bro. I'm not going You can't win for losing. Hey, listen, man. Hey, listen, man. If you bring up, if you bring up HIV and AIDS, and you talk about sucking dick, and you know historically HIV is a gay disease, you gotta you gotta expect that backlash. Even if he didn't mean conflate the two. It's not a gay disease, though, bro. It's not a gay disease. Exactly. If you know it's not a gay disease, why would you correlate the two with that? Second of all, because historically, historically, it has been perceived as one. I ain't gonna lie. I'm not gonna. I ain't gonna lie. I'm not gonna say it. I mean, okay, it's historically perceived as one, but bro, you gotta understand, a lot of people get that shit from the fucking crack, crack days, the eighties, bro. What? Sharing needles and shit like that, bro. That spread HIV and AIDS, bro. I don't conceive it as a. But hold on, kind of advancing the conversation. Um, I kind of hinted at this earlier, but I feel like one of the reasons why, well, really the main reason why this shit is as big as it is is because the butt the button was pushed basically they they made it so that the baby would receive backlash for this because of his actions of bringing Tory Lanez out and performing Megan songs before and after he probably, uh, he probably getting the humiliation ritual right now bro he, you don't think he already had that shit though? Nah, he never had the humiliation. That nigga walked around in the diaper, bro. That's, a yeah, girl, that's bro. not a fucking humiliation. You that's, naked. That's, not humili- that's not humiliating, bro. You know how many people was fucking with that shit? That, that's not no. humiliating, bro. Not a lot, bro. When, when that shit crazy. just went viral, like, why is this nigga out here in the diaper? Like, nigga, hold on. I got something joke. to say. I got something to say. I got something to say. This, not this bitch, but this woman, well, them, 
Demi Lovato, they <laughs> tried to try to back shoot, give backlash to, to this man. Girl, you just got off heroin, boy. If you don't sit your head down somewhere. Hey TJ, bro, TJ, we know, you know, you about to get in the industry with the Warner Bros. You don't want to fuck your face up, and it's understandable. I'm not finna be in no. Listen, do not. Yes, you are, bro. My boy, mom, not gonna let him. You gonna? (laughs) 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 She already said no Illuminati, boy. TJ gonna be in that industry. Which no, man. Take, bro? no, man. No, man. Listen, we finna, man. We finna come up off the independent grind, man. We might be on some 21 Savage shit. No, that G Herbal. No, he's not on independent grind. He not no more? Nah, I don't boy think fine, so. I think, I think he's, I think he been, what, he with Interscope or some shit like that? Uh, that boy, 21 Savage, he went. Independent, then sign. Yeah, like by the time he was already on, he he, he did like the part deal with uh with Epic. I think that's pretty much what G Herbo did too, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah no, did no, like no, I thought he was then signed. He not like he had his own like the like his own little label. I forgot the name of it, but then they ended up partnering with like Atlantic or whatever down the line type shit. He was not too early on. But now, nah, what I wanted to say was, this shit basically, literally, not basically, it literally goes back to fucking Tory Lanez and Meg Thee Stallion, which we still ain't got no, the only thing we got from Tory Lanez and Meg Thee Stallion is literally chaos. Like, TJ, you said that shit about 50 Cent being, a, uh, everybody saying 50 Cent was an agent of chaos. Since the Tory Lanez and Meg Thee Stallion shit, it's been nothing but like, I don't want to say chaos, but like shit, div- wow, crazy. shit that will divide, not, shit that yeah, will divide yeah. the culture. Six, that shit happened. Like, hey, like I ain't that. gonna lie. If she, if I feel like if he would have shot her unprovoked, that way he most definitely would have been in jail. But something had to happen. We have no details. Yes, we do. Fourteen months later, fifteen months later, exactly. Yeah, like, she had got no so. resolution, bro. Like that's what I'm saying. If she it was really like, but, but they still want us. They still want Tory Lanez to be canceled. Meg is still like she's still mad. Like why? Why, like, this shit just don't make sense to me. But I don't really want to talk about it too much because well, I said this shit literally a year ago. We don't got no details. She, <laughs> like, she getting it's big. Still the same. At, but at the same time, I don't feel like she big. Like, niggas, everybody else, like, oh, yeah, make the style. There's, the machine is behind her, bro. That's why this shit is so, like, it's so weird to witness it with it be when we know it's black people behind it this time. Like, usually when we see quote unquote the machine like we always just gonna associate it with culture vultures behind the scene pulling the strings and shit but we know Meg is signed to Rock Nation and we know who's at the head of that shit so it's like it's right. just weird to see it play out and I literally black on like, black I literally be like bro that is some crazy shit cause I swear to you bro like I don't see her like how everybody else see her like like you know how you well, see you Beyonce you... Look at the, all you gotta do is look at the album sales bro like you see, you know, you you see Beyonce and be like, damn, this is really a talented ass person. You feel me? This is somebody that's really out here grinding. And then they come to Meg and they just be like, uh, you feel Well, me? I don't even want to say that because I just want to speak from a perspective of okay, the machine is behind her, making her look bigger than what she actually is, and making 
I, I don't know what else I'm gonna say. She winning awards. I feel like she winning That's awards. part of it. That's the machine. Labels pay for awards, basically. But everybody saying, came out and said that. I feel said, but I feel like she she winning awards because she got shot. It's nah, all part man. of it. It's part of the. It's part of the narrative. Like even though that situation, Meg was going to be Meg getting shot or not getting shot, but because yeah, yeah. that situation yeah. happened, they used it to her advantage and are still using it to her advantage and are making it so that anybody that stands with Tory Lanez is directly against Meg and basically going to use it to their disadvantage, as we can see with the baby now. Crazy part is, this nigga Tory Lanez is going to be around for a long, long time. He already been he around for a decent amount of time anyway. Exactly. And I'm saying a long time after now. So them trying to cancel him, that shit is not. The only way they'll cancel that boy is if he do some really grip, like some shit that's beyond crazy, boy. Like That cancel culture shit is so full anyway, though, bro, because the same niggas that'll cancel one dude, they will, like, completely ignore some shit from somebody they, like, truly like. Like, peep how, peep how the shit with Uzi. Fuck America. Up. People out of shit with Uzi popped up a few weeks ago with his ass, right? And Rock Nation. You ain't you ain't see towards Uzi that you would see towards a Tory Rock Lane Nation, bro. I'm telling you. And I want I want to point this out because Greg, you pointed out about the fact that okay, with Beyonce, we can see the talent, we can see whatever. We understand why she's as big as she is. Even with like, for example, Cardi B. Everybody can see Cardi B couldn't really rap, but it wouldn't know denying how big she was, like album sales or whatever. Meg don't necessarily got the sales to back up all the publicity that she get, all the magazine covers, all the awards, all this, all that, and still can't even sell a hundred thousand albums. That's all. Like, why? Why are they praising her? That shows you that because she's the they chose her, my nigga. She's the chosen one. Like, she's the one that they're gonna push no matter what. She's always gonna get her push. She did that sacrificial. That sacrificial. I don't know about all that, but she's the top priority at a label, so that's how they're going to make it happen. Her mama passed away. She got got dumb famous, boy. Very great. Yeah, shout out. I think that's that's a a slippery slope. As I've gotten older, I realize how much of a slippery slope that, like, some of the conspiracy shit is because it's kind of insensitive because we act like death is not a regular thing. Not (laughs) kind of. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) All right. Yeah. Just don't let me be the one, TJ, all right? I love you, but don't let me be the one, bro. If I say, please, I let you stay in my house all the time. Please do not. Adam, Adam, don't, don't say no shit like that to me, bro. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just letting you know. Don't say no shit like that to me. No more. My boy, TJ, say, don't say no shit like that to me, but you have to be the first one. No, bro. Listen, listen, dog. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. Nobody know what really goes on in the industry for real. <laughs> bro, what the fuck? Hey, nah, TJ. Fuck? TJ, I'm gonna tell you, bro. You gotta, you gotta do it like this. If you gotta snake somebody, right? You gotta do it like this. You gotta get close. <laughs> hey, yo, listen. TJ. I'm not snaking nobody, man. Listen, like, stop, stop speaking this shit into the listen, air, bro. Because I'm not that type of nigga, man. Listen, bro. You gotta, it, bro. Uh, if you gotta, if you gotta snake somebody, you gotta go. You gotta go befriend that boy, Buck. I'm getting off. I'm getting off. I'm getting off. Hey, edit boy. I'm getting off, bro. Listen, I'm not with none of that. I'm not with none of that evil. I'm gone, bro. What that boy Dirk say? Close that back door. 
Hey, bro, Chris, in, in regards to your point about Meg and the sales, bro, you know her last album is platinum now, right? But you only need two, you only need one single to get a million units for your shit to go platinum. I'm sure that her, shit got a big shit, single on shit, it. Her shit went, uh, it, it did. They said it went over a hundred thousand first week, but maybe that's the first one to do it because I don't know if her tapes before that did. But... Like the Boy. uh, the album Bruh. with motherfucking Savage, like I don't, I don't know that shit did like 60k. Bro, I don't know a girl that know two Megan the Star. I, bro, I, bro, y'all know me, bro. No crazy shit. Always with females, bro. I have never this. I've been around with them, bro. I have never heard them play a Meg the Stallion song. I'm surprised, for real, for real. I'm surprised the city girls ain't ain't as big as Meg the Stallion is for real. Man, I'm not going. I don't want to sign no hating ass nigga, but they they fool as hell in my opinion, bro. I'm sorry, bro. Boy, them, them songs they be making be catchy as fuck sometimes, bro. They is fool, man. I'm sorry. I, I know niggas gonna hit that and be like, oh, you a green ass bitch ass nigga. They is fool, man. I'm sorry. Hey, nah, you know, bro, I think I seen, bro, I think her son played for PPO, bro. What you do? Her that son played. You talking about Miami? Yeah, her son played, I think her son played for PPO and Kodak Jit and Psycho Bob. His Jit played for PPO too. We talking about Kodak son that that the bit he bit had him on Instagram the little nigga yeah hey that just funny as fuck bro but it's like he, he gonna be he gonna be like a badass kid so it's like like cause I don't know bro yet too young to be like how you should be raising him bro like what you, you know what I'm saying nigga we twenty four I'm saying like bro like it's like yak let certain shit slide that is like bro like this nigga a dickhead like you kind of gotta bro, give him a little structure at that age. You gotta remember that's how motherfuckers it like. I feel like he teaching him the right shit to survive in the hood rather than teaching him the right shit to survive in the world. You feel me? Like, cause that's 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 just how that shit is, bro. Like, your experiences it makes you who you are till this day. So if Jit don't experience no shit outside of Broward County, Pompano, Florida, then you feel me? He ain't gonna know no better than to be a, a, a Broward County, Pompano, Florida nigga. Just like motherfuckers that ain't never been out of Miami Dade County or ain't never had seen no crazy shit like that. They experience it. True enough, man. But I feel like this, even like I, I can understand, like when you young and you have kids, like you're going to, you're not going to really be as strict as your parents in terms of no, because you're going to be like, I've been in this position and I can like relate more versus your parents act like they never did nothing wrong in their life type shit. So they, they be like a little more rigid and unrealistic. I feel like part of that shit is like necessary because you you have a better understanding and like fear of consequence when your parents are a little more strict like that versus nigga if shit too loose like you like you ain't you it's gonna face the moments where it's like yeah like I'm fucked up I'm tripping you know what I'm saying like if yeah, you, like, you got a pop don't give a fuck I agree because now nah, I, I feel like in certain cases like obviously but in certain cases like they're gonna be more open to asking you why the fuck did you do it first and then if your explanation or what the fuck you say don't correlate with what the fuck did the, somebody else say or the people tell you then it's gonna be like ah right, yeah like for example school my nigga like you get in trouble with school i don't think no parent would try to like be like, like they, they ain't gonna defend themselves off rip or they child off rip they gonna try to figure out what the fuck the problem is second like 
every parent is not going to always try to like make their parent, I mean, make their child be the best student because they know their child. Like parents, students, parents know their child, bro. Like I don't know how to explain. It. Like they they know who which child is which. Like they know which child is an asshole. They know which child is a quiet child. They know which child is like a dickhead for real. So like they know how to handle that shit, bro. They know when some shit is different. Like you just you learn. Like it's a learn as you go process. It ain't really so much a fucking oh yeah. I gotta be strict on my child because of this, this, and this. Nah, bro. What the fuck? All right, hold on. I got a question for y'all boys. And it's gonna be a slight segue. So would you rather your daughter be a stripper or maybe <coughs> occasionally trick or your son be the boyfriend of a trick? Oh, I thought you. I, I thought right, I, my son. Case of her stock daughter question, but just switch it up. No. <laughs> I rather have my. I rather my son. I rather my son be a trick because I mean he already got his money. No, 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 no. Listen, listen, listen. That's, <laughs> not, that's not the question. Your okay, son is the boyfriend of basically a prostitute. Yeah, he a pimp. No, 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 no. Like your son is the boyfriend of a prostitute who wants her to stop, but she won't. Basically, okay. I I take the son because I feel like it's more turnaround room with the son than it is the daughter. He 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 may be able to get that 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 some click in his brain. Like man, fuck this bitch. But the prostitute, the bitch that's and she, yeah, nah. Hold but now she don't do it. She don't do it all the time. She do that shit probably like once a month. She strip. Like she strip as a main, but she only she only trick off for like niggas will help. Yeah, she a stripper. She not just a prostitute. She a stripper, oh, so she a stripper who trick off for like rich time. niggas. Uh, she a stripper who trick off for rich niggas. So she basically an escort, nigga. Yeah. Nigga, I do not care, boy. Cause Loki, I, I cannot help. I cannot. I can't. I can't. That's like saying like, bro. I'm part of the reason strippers got jobs. So, you feel me? I cannot tell my daughter not to strip, but I would prefer her not to. But my son be a trick anyway. Because, nigga, you go to the strip club, you see your daughter. He's not the trick, her. though. He's no, not the Greg, trick. He the cuck. He's, he's a cuck. Yes, he's the, that's what they call feet. That's what they call him. They call him trick, nigga, because they mm-hmm. trick him. Like, make, nigga, no, the trick is the person that's paying. A cuck is like... Oh, he's just you, a, he know, just a, you know your business getting just, fucked. Oh, he's just a nigga that's around. That's the he just a he the goop. Yes, he her boyfriend, yes. like her legitimate boyfriend. Uh, she got a pip too, uh, though. Yeah, yeah. Okay, imagine, imagine. Okay, imagine. Basically, it's like imagine your girl's a porn star, but you like let her go to work every day. And you, nah, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, I would. I I rather my daughter than. Yeah. All right, I, and I ask that because have y'all heard of the movie Zola? Like I y'all should remember Damn. the Twitter thread, bro. Y'all should remember the Twitter thread at the very least. Nah, but I should have wanted to see. All that right, shit, so but... uh, I think this was like 2014 or 2015. It was a thread on Twitter about a black stripper who met a white girl. They lived in Detroit. Well, she was from Detroit. She went with the white girl down to Florida and got into like a, a messy ass adventure based off the white girl's prostitution and her pimp. Oh, and they started so, in that movie coming out soon again. That's yeah, I seen it. That's what I'm saying. That's why. Oh, I'm about I just seen that so, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 
the movie is based off the Twitter thread. Obviously, they don't go. It's not a one-to-one translation or whatever, but uh, it stayed pretty true to the Twitter thread. So uh, the white girl is the is the prostitute, basically, and her boyfriend is the boyfriend I was describing. So that was y'all's two options, and that's why I bought it. That's why I said it was a little segue, too. But I just wanted to bring up the fact that Zola, like, yeah, y'all niggas should definitely watch that shit. Nah, it was a I'll- nice little watch. I low key I was planning on watching it because I seen it. I seen it when I went to go see uh uh what that movie called? Uh Devil Inside. I mean not Devil Inside. God damn. Uh what's the shit? The conjuring? What that shit called? Yeah, the conjuring. The conjuring the, is the newest one, I think. But I'm saying the what what is it called? The count the conjuring take me to hell or some shit like that. Something along those lines. I, or I met the devil or some shit like that. Yeah. I, 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 I got know, a, I got a question. I got a question for y'all boys, right? Yo. Hold on, hold on, my I got a question for y'all boys. Y'all ready? What it is? You in court? You facing fifteen years? The judge give you four options to to stay out of prison. Four you options, got... nigga. Right. <laughs> listen, 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 listen. A, B, C, or D. Listen. A option A. You got to hold Julio Jones under a hundred yards in a real NFL game. Hold on. You got to what? You got to hold Julio under 100 receiving yards. Oh, boy. That's easy. Option two. Let him finish, Cal. Option <laughs> two. Option two. <laughs> you got to hit a home run in a professional, a professional uh, stadium during battling and pra- batting practice. Five swings only. So you only get five chances to hit a home run in that. Who, who pitching? Is it a machine or what? It's a, it's a uh, one. I don't, it, don't, it don't tell you. It don't say. And then so you, you get the pick. Is what you're telling me. Yeah, but <laughs> no. Right, go ahead. Go ahead. It's either out of an MLB player or the machine at its fastest speed. Oh God. <laughs> we gotta we gotta get ten trials on that. Number, number three, you gotta knock out Kimbo in a backyard fight. He did. So I'm picking that. No, no. Hey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. R.I.P. 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 Number four. Number four, you got to hold Westbrook under 15 points in the WNBA. I mean, not, I'll say that. That's WNBA. <laughs> in the NBA, NBA game, which one are you going to do? Bro, I, I, I'll I take the last one. Even though Westbrook, that'd be a hard matchup. I'll take Bro. Boy, now, listen, hey, I'm taking the last bro. one and fouling out, bro. I'm taking I'm technically eight. holding them. Cause look, cause you could you not holding Julio, bro. Penalty yards do not you don't like you can't foul out in football. Okay, it's the nigga. same strategy. It's the same strategy. That boy Cal is gonna be okay. That boy Cal is gonna be nigga. I'm tackling that boy off the hey, line. Hey, Cal, you, you realize you <laughs> go, look, no, 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 no. Talk about Cal. You, you realize that boy Julio can low key stiff arm you when you try to tackle him. <laughs> that nigga six four. What he gonna do off the line? He is six four. He 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 can beat any one of us off the line. No matter if you. Let's put a gun out and shoot the nigga. He gonna get you off the line, bro. I'm sorry. Bro, you you strong though, TJ. You got him, man. That boy. But now nah, Kyle, boy, hold on. My no, Kyle is, might be on the side because Kyle. Look, that boy Julio will get frustrated trying to swing on that boy. He that gonna, gonna start trying to fight me. Yeah, he, he gonna, gonna, gonna connect. Out and then that boy gonna get kicked out to get ejected. Kyle won because he held him under honey. All right, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. But not, Westbrook, though, look, I'm just saying though, boy, don't, Kyle, don't up, use that I'm example. Listen, like Kyle, do not use that example of the when we was back home. Don't use no, that no, shit. that's not. I want to talk about us. I want to talk about a basketball player as a whole. Any professional basketball player, it don't matter if they garbage or trash. They play against any nigga on the outside <laughs> they court. Them niggas trash. is the greatest, bro. Them niggas is the greatest. All them peon niggas don't be good, but as soon as they leave the NBA and there's no pressure, 
Them niggas be the greatest in the moment. Nigga, you not playing. You see what Ben Simmons do when he when he play basketball? Hey, 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 relax. That nigga Ben Simmons shoot like shoot was shooting like a hundred threes in the game in the in the uh, LA Fitness. Kyle, you're not gonna play him one on one. You're gonna play that way in a real NBA game. That's what I'm saying. I'm fouling with I'm nah, fouling out know. myself immediately. That nigga, that nigga, Kyle, Chris, get... you're gonna end up losing. You're gonna go to jail because you can't you, like what? You can't foul. No, it's me sticking no, them. Like they, they you got, got no no, you got of when somebody okay. I see what Chris saying, but I think yeah, like when you point. sticking them. No, Kyle, Chris, you can't. I'm about to say if it's like that shit, we we can play football and I'm gonna play safety. <laughs> that boy, I, said, I ain't sticking him officially. You have so. to stick that boy the whole game. Like he, whenever like he man stick him, huh? You mean like press man on him the whole game? No. Cover him like that. Show nigga, you gotta be on his side. Yeah, y'all playing man coverage, but you ain't gotta press him. That motherfucker run a, a stop and go. Your ass is done. <laughs> Nah, I ain't gonna lie. I be watching my DB videos, man. I'm on. Boy, your ass is done for, but you can't do no speed turn on no stop and go with Julio. Your ass. He your just ass gonna peel on my. Ass. Yeah, I, feel, yeah. I feel like all under under routes. I'm giving that. I'm just giving so you better, you better. Go ahead, motherfucker. Hey, you think you think oh, that old that ass nigga was playing back on jet? Well, I'm playing that nigga thirty yards back. Tell me. <laughs> boy, say, boy, you said you gotta back up. I was playing back. <laughs> hey, but nah, Kyle, you came on right after I asked my question, man. Listen, so how long my before we even me. do that? What that boy Adam talk about? What he say? That boy Adam say he is because we we was in there talking about Mega Stallion, and they we they talking about like industry shit and rituals. We got and into big I, luminary talk. We got into big big luminary shit. I'm like, y'all boys chill. Adam like, nah, okay, I see TJ. You gonna you gonna be working with the boys one day? I'm like, hell nah. And then. This nigga Greg start talking about look, bro. If you gotta snake somebody, you gotta get cool with Buck, and then that. <laughs> I'm like, hey, don't even say no evil shit like that around me, man. That's what Adam left the part. Gee, you gotta get on. Kyle, listen, bro. The question was, would you rather have a daughter who strip and sometimes fuck rich niggas for some money, or a son who is a cuck? And is the boyfriend of a prostitute who got a whole pimp and be fucking niggas every night for money? Wait, Cal, do you know what a cuck is? Yeah, that's a, ain't that a nigga who just let let you fuck his bitch? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I, I'll probably take the daughter. All right, yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna change my answer and go with the daughter, man. Because even if she's scandalous, you know, at least she 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 grinding. She for getting something. that bread. Yeah, she getting that money. That's what I was saying. Even though hey. I don't promote that, I do not promote that at all. But you know, if you do what you do, you do what you do. You got it. <laughs> but now nah, I was just saying because that's kind of sort of the plot of the movie Zola, which is based off that Twitter thread. I watched that shit. So the hell is a Zola? I, so it, yeah, it was a Twitter. It was a thread on Twitter like 2014, 2015 of this black girl. Who went to Florida with this white girl to strip, and she ended up getting caught up with her pimp and shit. So they made that shit into a movie, and it was a decent little watch. It was Wait, funny. But I'm saying, in the movie though, isn't the, I thought it was the other way around where the white girl got dragged, black girl? Or no, not- no, 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 no. White girl dragged the black girl to Florida. Yeah, okay, the white, okay. And then the black girl was basically just stuck because like the pimp wasn't letting her leave, but she never hey, had to sell herself or nothing. Loki, that black girl. Is that the same? Uh, 
I forgot what show she was on. It's not the girl from Atlanta. No, nah, not nah, not Atlanta. Obviously. Uh, she do look familiar, but I can't. No, she's from, she from that. She's from that dance show. That dance show. I think it's called Hit the Step Floor up or Bring It On or some shit like that. Hit the floor. Yeah, about hit, the floor. hit the floor. Yeah, 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 yeah that's hit her. The floor. That whole look. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's that movie with Samuel Jackson, the crazy ass nigga, and he uh. And he uh he got the the white bitch chained to 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 um he got like a, a you said what Pope Fiction no Pope Fiction that boy's a detective a segue even did you figure out what movie it was nigga who me just Kyle's movie whatever movie he was talking about was uh, I feel like I know who you talking about and that nigga was like in a suit like a slave in a t shirt Samuel L. Jackson it still blow my mind this nigga is. His name is Samuel L. Jackson. It's like Samuel. And we be calling this nigga, we be saying Samuel, but it's really Sam no. L. Jackson. Exactly. Like and we, we be saying Sam, like we saying that shit with a... a we low-key call uh, this nigga Samuel L. Yeah, but we <laughs> like be his saying His first that name shit. is Sam New instead of Samuel. Exactly. Samuel, Samuel. Samuel Jackson, Samuel. We say that shit like a, a like, like a Latino person, like Samuel. <laughs> but Samuel. his middle name is L, though. His middle initial. Yeah, his middle name is Leroy. Yeah, so Samuel it's like Samuel. Y'all saying it sound like Samuel? I, I give you. Let me see where he has women chained up. <laughs> that nigga is a, bro. That nigga was in a hundred movies, bro. So like they coming in and kicking in your friend though. He probably like you, it's gonna be hard to find for real. What? That boy talking about Shaz. Oh, it's called. I knew. I knew what I was talking about. It's called Black Snake Moon. What? Black yeah. Snake Moon. I'm gonna put it in the chat. It's called What's Black that? Snake Moon. I knew. I, I knew. I knew it because that hey, boy, that like boy character snake. name was Lazarus in that shit. <laughs> Lazarus Woods. That boy like a that boy like a slave. That's why I, I, I remember. I knew what Kyle was talking about. I just couldn't think of the name of the movie. Hey, now nah, this shit is a good segue because one of the topics I named at the beginning of the pod, who y'all say is the best actors of our era, man? Best actors and actresses. Our era? I don't even know shit about Easily Denzel Washington. For me. Denzel barely our era, though. But he our era when he stopped stopped acting. He he still... Then he just recently dropped that movie, Fences. That's not our era, That's not our era, That's not our era, 2016. Well, Research. Bro, that's like if trying to talking put Snoop Dogg. That's like trying to put Snoop Dogg or Wayne in our era because they dropped. But you want to know what's fucked up? You know what's fucked up? Right. When I first, when I put this topic into the topic list, when I like when I formulated it or whatever, when it popped into my head, that shit, I had Leonardo DiCaprio in mind. <clears throat> I thought we were talking about black. But you talking about all like, time? Ever? Yeah, I'm not Leonardo DiCaprio in this era ever. That's what I'm saying. Like when I say of our era, I just basically mean since we've been born. Like I don't okay, really, okay, okay, I ain't okay, going to police it that much. So okay, yeah, Denzel Greg, will be okay, fair Greg game. On, okay, my bad, my bad. Greg on part with the Denzel shit. Uh, I'm saying, nigga, but Wood we already Harris. know them. I should have said slept on because Wood Harris was my second one. Yeah, Wood, Wood but he like, more of a slept on somewhat. Yeah, because he got he got hella range. Like he didn't did all types of movies. I feel like we're like. Hey, did you him. see you? You ain't seen the new Space Jam yet? Have you? I have not. Man, that nigga is LeBron's coach when he a kid. 
That nigga say, you got to keep your head in the game, bro. Don't worry about, about nah. this. Chris, you talking about ever, Chris? Nah, we talking about uh, Wood Harris and Space Jam 2. Uh, who else, man? Wood hair is pretty good. I mean, Idris, we got to throw Idris in there. If we don't no, you talking about for black actresses only? No, nigga, just the best actors, motherfucker. I think Idris up there, too. Up no, there too. bro, he can't be. I don't think what he you up mean? There. He not. How? Not. I think Greg probably don't like the fact that he a British nigga. That, it's going to be something like that. Nah, nah, I'm not going to say it ain't even that. Because I think I fuck with Idris. I don't even think it's that. You, you still forgetting motherfuckers for real, for real. And y'all, y'all probably ain't going to think, y'all probably going to laugh when I say this. Y'all niggas ain't counting the comedians. Y'all not counting niggas like Eddie Murphy and that motherfucker who could act 10 different characters. You'll swear somebody different. That shit got corny. Yeah, that boy Greg older. got Greg got Tyler Perry in his top five. Come on now. <laughs> he do. He do. I feel say y'all boys know. I, I can't say it right he now. He started his own studios. What you mean? No, bro. That's not why. Yeah, All bro, I literally is, despise this nigga Tyler Perry now. I and I, like, I respect him. I respect him because the nigga was homeless and shit. I like what he'd have built for himself. But his shit's. It's all, Bro, it almost seems like it's intentional. Like it, 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 like it got to be to a certain extent. That's like, hey, Tyler, put some fool shit out there. It's gonna make numbers on social media, bro. So it's like, don't like, don't invest too much into this shit. So that nigga just doing like, he, think about all the shows that he got on his network now. Like he just putting like, out whatever just to get the like, feedback on the internet. Like, bro, do you be seeing when the motherfuckers be having them wigs on, bro? I know he, I know. Why would you make a completely bald nigga just be like, yeah, but I just see your character with some braids. <laughs> yeah. Why not just cast somebody else, bro? Yes, bro. <laughs> like, nigga, I see your character with some dreads. And these niggas got full locks, man. Hey, look, bro. The shit, bro. That boy had, it was one, I don't know the show of the context. And the, the nigga was basically telling the girl, like, I'm too much for you. I like I'm too in touch with my feminine side. I like my booty hole tickle or some shit like that, what? bro. It, that, that was I, in one of his shows, bro. I, I seen, seen that. I seen that. I seen that. He was like, he was like, he was like, mm. she's like, you don't, you like, you don't like that. I'm too in touch with my my uh my feminine side or whatever. She's like, no, that's not it. He's like, when I find somebody else and all this shit, like it, it really be some crazy shit, bro. Like some lifetime stories type shit. Like it's so crazy because. I got off the Tyler Perry wave early, bro. Like by like 06, I was done with him. Well, I was never <laughs> on the wave. I hate to say the only one I tangibly fucked with was the one with uh Akila and the B in it. Kiki Palmer. That's his movie? Yeah, nigga. Akila and the B. No, no not Akila and the B. No, 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 not Akila and the B. Oh, I, I think that's Medea's uh, Medea's family reunion. But that was around the time in my life I was like 10 and I had a crush on Kiki Palmer. So anything she was in, I was on it. Man, Kiki Palmer, Kiki Palmer, Raven Simone, boy. It's a lot of them. I can't even name them all right now, bro. But just know, just know back then I would have did some things. Nah, I think, yeah, I think Kiki was the number one for me back then. Like as a in elementary, she had to be just because Akila and the B, bro. I was like, <laughs> She's nah. like me. Weird. Crazy. Nah, crazy part. Yeah, that was ugly in the key. But that was purposeful. No, the bitch, the bitch from uh the bitch from uh what's the movie called? Uh Are We There Yet? 
She was low key up there for me too, but she never did nothing else. So I couldn't like I couldn't really place her. Like that was all I knew from her. Her and the girl from Doctor Zoolittle. What's the man, the girl from Penny Proud? Isla Pratt. Yes, my lord. She was up there. Hey, I'm trying. Then I can't even name them as like great, but. I was yeah, I throw Kyla Pratt in there for actors too. Loki, actresses, actresses. I mean, yeah, actresses. I'm putting Jada Pinkin in there. Yeah, she a damn actress, all right. Loki, witchress, Holly, Holly Berry too. I can't speak on them. Man. I ain't seen enough movies in either. Of them. Boy, Holly Berry. Boy. Hey, but look though, that nigga Joey Badass might be one of the best <laughs> rappers slash actors. You feel me? Nah, oh, yeah. I give that to him off of uh, the Wu-Tang oh. shit alone. Yeah. I ain't even seen him in, in Power oh. yet. In Power, Power that way is great, bro. Hey, like, nah. Don't say Mr. Nothing. Robot? Don't say Mr. Robot, bro. I know y'all don't really know about that show, man. But if y'all got the time to just binge watch that shit top to bottom, just over a few weeks, a month. You said it's on Netflix, ain't it? It's on Amazon Prime. Oh, he's not even he's not even in the first season. I think he, he in seasons two through four. Or two through, oh. yeah, two through four. Also, that boy Lakeith Stanfield gotta give my boy his flowers too. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, let, let's try, let's evolve it into just newer actors. Then fuck it. We already said Joey Badass, Lakeith Stanfield. I heard TJ bring up Chadwick earlier. But when Chad, before Chadwick died, I didn't know he had done so many different legendary movies, bro. Nah, I did. I knew that shit. That's why I was crazily died. That nigga did James Brown, Jackie Robinson. Like that shit is he crazy. He did. He did. Shit. He did a lot of shit. I'm trying to think who else he did. He did somebody else. I just can't think. Nigga, of just shit. James Brown, Jackie Robinson, and Black Panther alone is insane for no one for one person catalog, yet? bro. No, we, we ain't mentioned yet, bro. That's probably one of the that might be had the most range ever. Who? Mm, of course, of course, of course. Because that nigga ain't gonna I, get no that's, the, that's the most talented nigga. One of the most talented niggas alive. See y'all he seeing is. talent. Y'all most definitely y'all doing talent from y'all. Y'all seeing talent outside of acting itself, for my nigga. No, but that he incorporates said talents into his acting, like, like how like like, like that movie Ray, like that movie Ray is is so legendary because like Jamie Foxx can really like he really into that music. Shit, I feel like that's what makes. Now hold on, I do want to say this though. I don't know. I don't remember what movie this is, but it came out probably a year or two after Ray. And nigga Jamie Foxx, I like this scene has always stuck in my head. Like it was a typical movie scene where the girl is leaving on the bus or something. That nigga chasing after the bus, and he he bite like in between his thumb and his index finger to start bleeding to show her that he would bleed for her or some shit. And when I seen that, she I was just like, man, that shit like. That was the first time where I noticed some bullshit. Like I don't, I don't want to say it's bad acting, but that's some shit where I can't sign off on. Yeah, I don't know about that movie. I, I think that shit is gonna... called unpredictable. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say uh, Dream Girls or some shit. <laughs> yeah, that that's like that's that's literally probably one of the only movie scenes that really stuck in my head since I was a kid because it was so. I don't want to say bad. But it was like, nigga, this shit is that shit. Crazy. Is is he the greatest comedian to ever make music? No, I I say Cat Williams. <laughs> Wait, what? 
No, <laughs> you're not taking Cat Williams over Jamie Foxx, just comedy. No, nigga, the greatest comedian music. music is Childish Gambino. No, Chris. that nigga not a comedian, man. He a writer. He is. That nigga's a, he is a writer. He's not a comedian. Well, he do that got nigga. a stand up. So he do got a stand up, but he ain't he ain't put the hours in like he did. Listen, man, Cat Williams got a whole album. But you gotta think though, Cal. He was writing like. He- Comedy based, so it would be one thing if he wrote like for like non comic non comedic shit. But he wrote. Oh, would you say Will Ferrell was comedian? Would you do say Will, Will Ferrell was comedian? You know, Will Ferrell doesn't do stand up. Like what's called like mm. Will Ferrell do don't make music. That's not the topic. <laughs> <laughs> we know. Oh, this nigga great. Cause y'all bring Will. No, because that was the topic though. That was the topic. <laughs> but what? But Ferrell what was a comedian? I haven't go from that to that. Oh, this is hard. We still on topic, is what we saying. <laughs> Which I got off of the the narrow topic of comedians that make. Music. I, but we trying like to exclude a... Childish Gambino because he ain't no comedian. That is he what, is that's a comedian. Point. That nigga has enough stand up content to be a comedian, bro. Um, if if that's the case, then that nigga ain't it. Who better than him? I mean, obviously <laughs> Jamie Foxx is up there, duh. But like. Oh, you asked you ask Greg a little Duval. <laughs> I want get... Nah, you know what I'm saying. After the voice played to me, I had to remember. I had to rethink. I was already in the wrong, but I had to, I couldn't renege my words. <laughs> so I had to say Jamie. I, mean, I had to say little Duval, but I got to say Jamie for sure. Jamie, y'all niggas tripping, Hardest thing that boy little Duval got? I'm driving dick off. No, nah, you sleep. Drive it's, it off. It's either <laughs> it's like this. It's Jamie. Uh, this is the K.I.D. The King Capri. And my man Mike Gets is throwing the biggest act of party. Return us. Oh. In the city tonight for Lettuce Haters. That boy Chris Hayes. Cat Williams got an album. <laughs> I believe he got multiple albums. That don't mean he got an album. We should have listened to that album, though. I ain't gonna lie. I listened to it when I was a jit. As a jit, we listened to anything. I just discovered that Cat Williams album within the last year. I knew about a couple of the songs, though. Uh, I'm about to hit the gym, y'all boys. I fuck with y'all. This nigga, man. Nah, but yeah. But nah, hold on, man. Damn, I should have did this for Kyle left. This nigga Uzi got a tattoo on his tongue? True quite Looking at that, nigga. Man, like, come on, man. It's on Instagram, bro. Nigga talking about tattoo on his tongue. That shit just sounded sus when you said it, bro. I'm sorry. That's why I said like, what the fuck? It's, right. him, and, it's him and uh Isaiah Rashad. Let's get into the uh let's get into the sports, man. So you know, the Milwaukee Bucks took it home. Congratulations to Giannis, you know. Congratulations to Holiday. Congratulations to Middleton. Congratulations to that whack ass coach who was about to get fired. And them niggas ended up saving his job. Uh, All right. They did their thing. Good shit on that. All right. So, like I said earlier, remember I was talking about Steven Jackson and that boy saying how, like, uh, who he said? The Pacers. Reggie yeah, Miller, Jermaine O'Neal, and Ron Artest. Yeah, that's not he, a super team. He was basically saying like that's a super team. He tried to justify. He, I don't know if he trying to say that, 
the the Bucks were a super team, or if he trying to prove to people that the Bucks were a super team, because he tried to compare them to them. I was like, uh, sir, <laughs> even I, who does not watch football at all, I mean, not nigga football, say don't watch football. This nigga here, basketball at all, sir. I already know. Bruh, niggas That's gotta it. stop conflating the term big three. Team, bro. You could have a big three that is not a super team. Bro. Every team got a big three. Every team got exactly. their own big three. Exactly. Like even though Kyle wanna agree that Phoenix got a big three because of the I guess eight and folded in the finals, but still that's a big three. Like three players who contribute the most success to that team and they work well together. That is a big three. I think almost everybody got that. But the super team shit, come on, man. Don't Test that to some shit because you're like, okay, the team won, so it got to be a super team. Like, every team, I'm telling you, every team got a big three because every team got, got three players on their team that they want the ball to be in in the last seconds of the game. But that's not what make a big three. If you got three household names on your team, that's what make a big three. No. Oh, man, I don't think so. I don't I think like, so. I don't I like the, su- the super team, the super team is if you got three household names or more. But No, like super team... Really, in my opinion, the only super team we've seen is Golden State. And what made them niggas a super team is the fact that they was already – they already had a big three. And then a, one of the best players in the league came and made that shit into a super team. Basically, when your whole starting lineup down there is household names. That's a super team. Mm. I, don't I don't know. know. I don't know, bro. Big three, three household names. Super uh super team four plus household names. Yeah, bro. But, I uh, the you said what? I said if those are the parameters, yeah, I guess the big three shit isn't as common. But from what I always I guess from my limited understanding. Of course, every team like every team don't got no choice but to have a few different options when it comes to who they want the ball, like whose hands they want the ball to be in and shit. Like of course, every team is going to have three top guys that they want to score. Like, they want to be the main focal point to the offense and shit like that. Like, that's inevitable. Like, that's it's five people on the court. You should expect three motherfuckers to be able to get a bucket type shit. Like, that's kind of what Greg said. Every team is going to have that. There's a difference between having three people that you want to score and having a big three. So that's why I kind of get what Kyle's saying that Aiden isn't. But my uh my argument to that would be that that nigga was round one pick one, and this is only what his second or third year. Like he's being groomed as that third star. Chris Paul and Devin Booker are undoubtedly two stars. DeAndre Ayton is acceptable as a third star in that big three, based off of his potential and his performance. Uh, occasionally, like that nigga will give you superstar performances every once in a while because he's still young. He's not fully developed yet. So that would have been my rebuttal to Cal, but that nigga not here. So elsewhere in NBA news, Kyrie Irving trashes his leaked upcoming sneaker, the Nike Kyrie 8, and calls them trash and says Nike is releasing them without his approval. Now, what them should be flame when they come out, boy? I'm about to send them to... I feel like the problem nowadays with basketball shoes is... I feel like we we got to put technology in the shoe to make it look fire on a casual sense. Like think about all the Jordans that like niggas love. Like one, they simple. Like, they 
Yeah, it, it's simple. And it's, it's designed by a nigga like Tinker, Tinker Hatfield. Like, he was one of them ones. Like, you're not going to get another designer like that. But, yeah. like, add in more shit to make the shoe a better basketball shoe, it's going to be hard to look as casual. Like, okay. like every all them old Jordans, like, work well with is LeBron like LeBron shit used to be like that, but as he as the game progressed and as the technology improved, LeBron shit's become less wearable off the court. Cause I so, think they think motherfuckers actually using the shoes to play basketball, and that's the fucking problem. Like see, the thing is, the thing yeah, is, be, you got people like all the fans. Like think about all the young fans that just watch the niggas on TV. They're gonna ask their parents to buy like the KDs or the threes to then hoop at them with their friends. So it, it is a lot of people like that that's buying and hooping. Kyrie said, I have nothing, I have nothing to do with the design or marketing of the upcoming hashtag Kyrie 8. In my opinion, these are trash. I have absolutely nothing to do with them. Nike plans to release it without my okay, regardless of what I say. So I apologize in advance to all of my sneakerheads and true supporters of the Kai 11 brand. Can this I comes. These, oh, these shits look like. <laughs> this comes. None of this nigga's shoes. That yeah, like Kyrie ain't had a sweet shoe yet in my eyes. Like he had a couple of decent ones, but not nothing that was must cop. Low key, I feel like KD was the one that came closest fuck to getting like Jordan, but nah. But I mean, Bron, only... yeah, Bron, yeah. Like the KD fell. I get what Greg's saying, but after Bron, it was KD. But KD oh, yeah, fell yeah, off yeah. after like sixes or sevens. Niggas stop yeah. fucking with KDs on the yeah, casual yeah. tip. Because when, when Katie started trying to make them high top ass shoes, that's when motherfuckers were like, uh, you know. But them, them low top ones, them, them motherfuckers. Right, them so ones hard. with the straps? I think like the KD4s? Boy, them those shits, shits is fire, boy. Niggas was wearing I wanted them so bad. Niggas, niggas try, look, I got a tool one day. Niggas was trying to tell me Katie never was like a, like Katie never was a influential on the on sneaker game. And I'm like, bro. But niggas was, realize- I got my KD6s, I'm staring at them right now. Them shits went crazy, bro. Every like KD sixes was everywhere, bro. All the different kinds, the peanut butter jelly, the Aunt Pearls, like nigga. KD sixes was the picks. Was niggas the don't for like KDs. Bro, niggas didn't realize that like sneakerheads was really camping out for KDs and how like you could get KDs and flip them for like hundreds of dollars. Like it's niggas that's not like they, they just wasn't hip to that, bro. Later, I said, oh, Katie was never, Katie never had influence in sneakers. Like, get the fuck out of here, man. But this is crazy to me because this Kyrie situation is crazy because, like, literally the day before this, a video came out of PJ Tucker coming into the uh, the Bucks locker room the game, the day of game six. And that nigga had the unreleased Giannis shoes. Like, I think it's the Giannis threes. I yeah. think they dropped the twos this year. And he that- had the Giannis threes. And that nigga Giannis was like, bro, how do you got these? I ain't even seen these yet. So that shit was kind of like, it, I don't know. I don't necessarily know what it says, but it's like these niggas Nike is releasing shit and doing shit without even showing the people who the shoe is named after first. Like, without even necessarily getting their consent. That shit kind of crazy to me. Like, nigga, like Giannis probably don't care as much, but obviously that shit affect Kyrie to an extent. So that shit, I, that shit kind of weird that like niggas can literally have a whole shoe name after them, and a nigga like PJ Tucker will get a, a PJ Tucker will get a pair of my shoe before me. Are I you think serious? it was that no, it was that particular colorway though. You know what I'm saying? Like no, yeah, bro, it's, it's, it's the Giannis still the same principle. It's still the same principle. Still the same principle. No, I nigga Giannis had not seen his new shoe yet, and PJ Tucker got it before him. 
I wouldn't. I wouldn't give a fuck. Lord, I'm telling you. I mean, I wouldn't care that much, but I, like I, that would make me look at them niggas funny, bro. Especially right. with this Kyrie shit coming out the next day. Like y'all niggas is doing shit without the consent of the people who the shoe is named after. Like that shit Lightly just ain't right. I don't Lightly know what good. it is, bro. These shoes not hitting the same no more, bro. Like because we grown. Like the appeal of I'm wearing Kyrie's shoe. I'm wearing LeBron's shoe. I'm wearing KD's like, shoe. Niggas, that shit don't weigh on us as much no more. But we still like sneakers though. Like these niggas do is like fucking up with the designs now. But at the same time, the shit easier bruh. said than done because I can't design those shoes right now. Bro, we like minimalist, <laughs> bro. We are minimalist, bro. We like shit that has. We're minimalist. We like shit that got less shit on it, bro. But I don't feel like these Kyrie's got too much shit on it. It's just these niggas. Like, that shit. At the that same shit got... time that they, at the same time that they searching for new designs, like they don't want to repeat. Or just go with the flow, or go with what go with what works. Like they want to try to do some new shit, and this shit like they miss eight times out of ten. As opposed to just trying like, all right, niggas, fuck. I don't, I'm just about throwing them out there. I don't know, but like niggas, fuck with the Kyrie four for the Kyrie five. Let's do something pretty similar, but just like change up something on the midsole or something like that. Instead of doing that, those niggas want to try to transform the whole shoe and just keep the check mark in the same place. Yeah, that shit ugly. But yeah, uh, this shit's low key. I'm trying to figure out what what shoe that what what shoe that is that look like this, bro. But I can't think. It's like a generic ass brand with generic ass style of shoe from Nike. I just can't think of what they call the Walmart bitches, the uh, Monarchs. No, not Monarchs, bro. You don't look the like check, Monarchs. The check remind me of the Monarchs. It's just not in the middle. Yeah, I don't know. These shit the way it's sold on like that, I don't like Ugh, that shit. I don't like that shit. That shit, shit. That shit like a sock. Yeah, they might just be prototypes, though, but still. Oh, that shit. But yeah. on to the NFL. Um, Let's see. I don't want to start there. Aaron Rodgers officially reported to Green Bay. Uh, He had like a... 15, I don't know how long the press conference was, but he went on a little mini rant kind of explaining why this, like, his whole process has played out the way it has, and it revolves around the fact that he has not been as involved in the decision-making process of the Green Bay Packers. Um, What's y'all's thoughts on that? Just the fact that him being as great as he is, them niggas just treating him as if he shouldn't have a say-so in how they move. Actually, to be specific, um, I want to read exactly what this shit says because I want to. I don't want to fuck nothing up because he made actually a good ass point, and it's like as to why he was holding out. It's an article on ESPN that got checkpoints. So he said in February he met with the Packers and expressed his desire to be more involved in conversations. He also offered to help entice free agents to sign with the Packers. But, like, they didn't really react to that shit. Like, so he was feeling like, oh, fuck, I'm just about to read through it. The fact I haven't been used in those discussions is something I wanted to change moving forward, Roger said. And I felt like based on my years, the way I can still play, that that should be a natural part of the conversation. As that progressed, nothing really changed. So he said that really wasn't... uh, He said, I had to assess the situation because he didn't want to be a lame duck quarterback because remember, they drafted Jordan Love in the first round a couple years ago, so they're basically already grooming his replacement 
And he said, especially after MVP season, you can understand. Basically, he felt like they was trying to hold his career in flux because they didn't want to commit to him past 2021 and didn't want to like, they didn't want to use him to try to attract free agents. They didn't really want him recruiting free agents. So it's like, do y'all even really want me here past this year? If y'all don't even want me to recruit or nothing, y'all just, y'all don't want me involved at all in what the fuck we doing with our future. And my part of this future was basically his like perspective on it. And he was, he felt like the fact that he had just won the MVP and that didn't really change how they was moving. Like he felt like that was kind of fucked up and, like, the big thing is that he basically said at the end that the situation still isn't resolved. Like, he still don't know what the fuck he going to do after this season. But after this year, he is going to play. He don't know what's going to come after that. And I just thought that, damn, like, even Aaron Rodgers is getting done wrong in the NFL. Like, how the fuck, like, how can you be Aaron Rodgers and your organization is doing you like this? Like, that shit is insane to me. No, doing him not. like what though? Like yeah, what are they? Here. They're not really doing him green. They're just telling him like, nigga, you are an athlete for a like you in the you the quarterback, bro. You focus out there. We focus on something on here. Okay, if we feel like we're gonna give up, like trade you for something, then we'll trade you. Obviously, we bring in another quarterback because your time eventually is going to come to an end, my nigga. So we want you to groom this nigga until it's time for him to step up to the plate and take challenge. Now here's another. Ask ourselves, like, do you think NFL niggas should be able to, like, ignore, like, the typical hierarchies of, like, the workplace? Or No. Because if you look at, like, college football and even high school, well, high school is a little different. Like, it shit very between the team. But, like, in college, like, obviously, certain people and others on a team, that's just natural. But, like, they're not, you're not really, like, you're not really consulting with, like, your star players to, like, make moves I'm like the nigga gonna stand. You, you nigga gonna you gonna get a nigga a job, he or whatever. But he kind of you know he gonna he gonna stay within his role. If you look but at any in, other, in look college at, and high school though, them niggas is only gonna be there for five years, six years max. You talking right, about Aaron Rodgers who been there for fifteen fucking years, been the best quarterback in the league for ten of them. Okay, let me let me let me make another correlation. Let's look at corporate sort of workforce, right? Not saying I'm not I'm not trying to say that like oh I'm defending like this structure, but I'm just saying like when you got a job, like you niggas at different levels. You got your management, you got your frontline workers, you go however you got your executives, you got your CEO slash founder, right? No, not saying progress up the ladder down the line, but like if you are in a specific like you're gonna be expected to like handle your duties within that role. Like, I understand not, that. Not, 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 not to be on but, some grind, no, some green shit, but like, but, but listen, that analogy doesn't work. That analogy doesn't work because in the NFL, your quarterback is the horse that makes the fucking train go, my nigga. Like, okay, in a lot of industries, a lot of industries, your frontline workers are really the horse that makes a train go. So, the yeah, horse they, that I, make not individually, go. though, collectively, as a collective, yeah, not yes, individually. Okay. Not let me talk, Chris, let me talk, let me talk, let me talk. So, what I'm saying is. While they like, why okay, in a in a corporation, those frontline workers do matter, but you cannot consult them in every sort of business decision. You could you gotta take them into account, yes, but you can't you don't have to consult like the CEO don't have to consult them. They, so therefore, from the Packers standpoint, it's like, yeah, we value Aaron Rodgers, but like we don't need nigga, this nigga in our boardroom making decisions with us. That's exactly. what I'm saying. That's just, I'm not saying place, that's bro, how it man. how it I don't know how NFL situations work but i'm just trying to compare it to other industries i've seen and how things work 
to where it's like, okay, as in the NFL, do you sort of ignore like that structure of hierarchy in terms of what people's jobs are? But it wasn't just about the not being involved in the decisions. Like he is another quote here from the press conference. He said, I felt like you can't commit to me past 2021 because his contract doesn't have any guaranteed money past 2021. That's basically his main gripe. He said, I felt like if you can't commit to me past 2021 and I'm not part of your recruiting process in free agency, if I'm not part of the future, then instead of letting me be a lame duck quarterback, if you want to make a change and move forward, then go ahead and do it. Like, I feel him on that. Like, if y'all not going to pay me, like, if y'all not going to commit to me, then why the fuck should I commit to the team? Like. And that okay. In that sense, I, I can see his frustration. But the whole thing of like, oh, like the I thought I was going to be included in the decisions. Like, unless the unless these teams are like telling niggas that and then not honoring the deal, because this is like the third or fourth time I've heard this. We've seen it with Russell Wilson. We've seen it with uh, Deshaun Watson, maybe somebody else, but like, and look, every time it's a quarterback, bro. So I'm saying, are they, like, because they they understand their power. Like, you can't like that's why I don't like that you just tried to equate it to a regular worker. Like, this is not a regular worker. Without without a regular worker, I understand, but I understand your analogy though. But what I'm saying is, we can't compare that, bro. We cannot compare the starting quarterback of a billion dollar franchise. A, a nurse or shit, even a fucking doctor. Like we can't compare that, bro. Because the nigga, amount of revenue he's generating, the the things that's dependent upon him, is way beyond what the fuck this nigga's making in his salary. So, like, it's just natural for you to include your quarterback in that shit. Like, he is the team. He's the face of the team. Like, but Chris, he, check it, this out. Check this out, though, bro. Like, if you let's let's look at prior. Ex- like the like the players in the front office is kind of like like work together type shit. Like look, think about Michael Jordan at the Wizards. When yet he kind of like I don't know if he was part owner or whatever, but he he was involved in those front office decisions. And he decides, okay, boom, I'm gonna draft uh, Kwame Brown, right? And look at how that situation kind of panned All out. All right, Devils advocate. Well. Look at how LeBron's teams do. LeBron is involved in down there every acquisition. That his team is making when it comes to players around him, and he does he does a pretty damn good job of getting them niggas to the championship every year based on getting the players that he suggested. But nigga, that's because it's Wait, fucking LeBron. I, nah, I'm doing that. Hold shit. on, Chris. Hold on, Chris. So you saying when, when when LeBron went to Miami, he did not construct that team, Chris. He didn't construct that team. That team. It, they that team was already built like that wasn't him like putting them pieces together. Pat Riley he was not letting that boy do that shit. That's what I'm saying. Like that's why he the, left <laughs> and he went to Cleveland and constructed a team and won a and ring. Then he went barely, to LA and constructed barely. a team and won a ring. Barely. But he wouldn't listen. That LA ring is a fluke because of the circumstances. I'm gonna be honest. Nah, yeah, I back, wouldn't say. Nah, TJ, don't say it's, it's not a fluke. fluke. If Miami would have won, then we would have been like, yeah, the boys beat them. Yeah, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you that back. I ain't going to say it's a fluke, but we know them circumstances definitely worked in his advantage in a regular. How? Bro, they had all that time off. Nigga, what do you mean how? And it was in a fucking bubble. Like, Everybody bro. had time off. Though. You act like LeBron the only nigga that had time off. What are you talking about? How was that an advantage to him when everybody had the same amount of time off? It's not like certain teams came back earlier or later. If you went to the bubble, everybody reported roughly the same week. It's an advantage in the sense that if you didn't already have, if you didn't already have that momentum in the season, like at the down, 
then you pretty much got like you you pretty much got a second chance at that shit. Is what you got a blessing, basically. Yeah, I agree with TJ on that because them boys was like if if the momentum is already going in one way, like I guess LeBron was averaging twenty six points and eleven assists. How was the Lakers doing as a whole, Chris? Were they the the number one seed? What are y'all talking about? (laughs) <laughs> All right, I might be wrong on this. Go ahead, you got it. Cause I ain't you right. I ain't no basketball niggas. You might you might be great on this. Still fuck them crackers. I just think I don't like. I just think it's crazy. Them motherfuckers. How could you exclude your franchise player when it comes to making decisions as to who is doing what? Like who y'all bringing in? Who y'all letting go? Like one of the things he referenced was time and time again. They have let good players go, such as like Julius Peppers going back to Charles Woodson, even Jordy Nelson. Then he brought up Randall Cobb. And he was like, you see, they're bringing him back now to try to like acquiesce to me. So it's like it's not like a new thing. Like this is some shit that Aaron Rodgers has kind of had bubbled up for a while and that he feel like they just kind of disregard his opinion, despite him being the fucking star quarterback. Now, nah, look, I'm and- actually I'm a. I'm a- so you 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 counter my point about Jordan and the Wizards with the fact of how LeBron is able to build teams that have success, right? Do you think that shit the basketball than it is with football? Of course, because it's easier for one man to dominate in football, but you mean basketball? Yeah, it's it's easier for one person to control the game in basketball. But my thing with football is the quarterback is so impactful for the team. Like I can't think of a team that will blatantly somewhat disrespect their quarterback like that. Like you, you just said it that quarterbacks want, like Russell Wilson said he wanted to be involved in the decisions. The Seahawks acquiesced to that shit. They like, they brought it to the table and said, all right, we'll like, okay, we'll try to include you. But Sean no, Watson. That, that, oh, when Russell Wilson made that point, like, remember it was uh, like, they was like, well, Russell Wilson be traded. And they were saying how the bears would be like the front runner for that trade. And that was because like he was he was frustrated with the fact that like okay I asked to be included in these decisions. They wasn't really keeping up to that. Same thing with Deshaun Watson. He was asking about the like let me involve be involved with the decisions. And when it came down to like the coaching switch, they ain't he ain't, they ain't literally make him no parts of that. And he requested the trip. Like quarterbacks are wanting this, but it's like my thing is our team do this and not doing it or what? Or do they just feel like this is something I should be entitled to? I just feel like you, you. I don't know, but it just it really go back to the whole mentality of the NFL overall. That shit still somewhat got the slave owner mentality, and it's funny to see it play out on a white quarterback for the first time. Maybe not the first time, but like it's the first time it's really blew up like this, and there's really no racial aspect in it. Like usually we can just point to it like, oh, these niggas it's the slave mentality. They don't want the slaves running it, but no, this shit is. Aaron Rodgers, but he still looked at as a worker, despite being Aaron Rodgers. Like, it's not that Aaron Rodgers got us in this position now, and that may be because the Packers is such a historic franchise, they don't really look at it as Aaron Rodgers been holding them up for 10, 15 years. They just look at it as Aaron Rodgers has been part of the brand. Somewhat kind of how colleges uh, operate in terms of their star players and shit. But, I don't know, man. It's It's just crazy to me that Aaron, like, how could you not acquiesce to anything Aaron Rodgers wants after he just won the fucking MVP? Like, that shit is fucking bizarre to me, but I'm not, like, I'm talking in circles now, but it is what it is. 
uh, I guess decent segue. Like I said earlier, Deshaun Watson reported to Texans training camp and all that. He wasn't put on an exempt list before Sunday, which meant that uh, it hasn't been compelled to force Watson to be paid to put on the leave, despite its investigations over the past four or five, six months or so. It doesn't necessarily mean that Watson will never be sidelined by the NFL, but it's notable that the league office hasn't reached that juncture following more than four months of investigation. Um, it also came out that well, for some reason, Deshaun Watson's lawyer said that he has 10 criminal convictions pending against him or something like that, I guess, to try to lower his trade value. That was the rumors that he said that shit to try to lower his trade value. Well, no, he said that in two separate statements, basically, that he has some criminal convictions against him. And despite the criminal convictions basically pending against him, there's still plenty of teams interested in trading for him. But it came out that the uh, Texans want at least three first-round picks and two other high picks plus a young, good player. So uh, they're basically putting the price at five picks in the player for Deshaun Watson. Do y'all say, like, what do y'all rank that in terms of equal value for Deshaun Watson? Off the field shit, well, not really to the side, but assuming he won't miss any playing time. I feel like this, man. Even though I, as much I like, I'm not. I'm gonna let the nigga be innocent until proven guilty. But regardless of it proved that he is guilty or not, I feel like this whole debacle gonna have an on like his place somehow from like a mental standpoint. Like it's kind of throw him off, and it's like and some that niggas gonna like on the field type shit. So like like a moment like this. Demise, even if it turned out like, yeah, this nigga innocent, and this was low key like one of those, like it was like it was like a whole bullshit campaign to take him down. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like nigga, I don't want to say doomed, but this is gonna be hard to come back from regardless. Man, team, if like, Vic right came now, back from going to jail, I don't no, doubt that Vic, my nigga about to come came back. Came back from some shit like if Vic went to jail in a time where like cancel culture wasn't a thing, and like what Vic did, like niggas, like niggas was not trying to like cancel Vic on a public level. Like, yeah, the dog fighting shit wasn't cool, but like, Vic ain't facing the same, I don't think Vic facing the same amount of backlash as this in today's climate. Like, it's only a particular group of people back then that was really mad at Vic. But like, for the most part, sad about him going to jail and wanted, wanted to see him out. Versus now, it's like, with Watson, like, we're dealing with like sexual assault, like, different in terms of like, how the, how the public gonna receive that. Just in the last couple of years, we've seen Tyreek Hill get accused of punching his girl and all that kind of shit. And all that shit go away once you start dominating on that football field. Sad sad as it is, like that shit, <laughs> that nigga get on the field and throw 50 touchdowns this year, that shit's going to be an afterthought. Possibly, but I'm saying like, I wonder is... from. But you think it's going to affect him mentally so much, it's going to affect his play on the field is what you're saying. Possibly. I don't know. Could you, but that's why I brought up Vic going to jail, though, because, like, I don't think nothing can shake you more than actually going to jail. I don't give a fuck how much media backlash and shit you getting. If you was locked in a fucking cell, like, and you can bounce back and have an MVP-level season from that, plus Vic was already, like, 30 years old when that happened. Deshaun Watson's still in his mid-20s or whatever. Like, he's still literally in his physical prime and was just getting into his actual prime on the playing field. So it's like, 
This is a quarterback in the prime of his career, a top seven quarterback at worst. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. It just, I feel like, I, I, okay, I get what you're saying. Like, going to jail will fuck you up no matter what it is. It just, but it seemed like when, like, when the, like, I feel like the feedback around him getting out was way more positive than, but like, I will say, Vic, when Vic got out, he had a year of basically getting back into NFL shape. He was a backup for a year before he uh, took over and ended up dominating or whatever. Yeah. Part into it as well. But, I mean, I, you so you think you think Deshaun Watson is going to be on a team this season starting outside of Houston? I don't, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think he's going to play this year. I think he's sitting the whole year. Well, he reported the camp though, so he's not going to sit. So it's going to be about if they suspend him or what. But I mean, I don't know. I, we gotta wait. We're gonna revisit this in two weeks because I'm pretty sure he's going to be. If nothing comes out by the middle of August, they're going to trade him by the time the season starts. And I, I'm willing to bet that if he if he gets traded, he's playing this year. There's no way some team will trade for him without assurances that he will play, especially if they give up five picks or however much they give up for him. But I don't even. What was your original question? Yeah, what was he talking about? Now that shit has slipped my mind. Before, okay, before Watson, we was talking about. Uh, I know. I was, I was just asking, talking about literally your last question from about Watson. Because I don't even remember what I was answering to, but I just know I wanted to say that, that if he get oh, traded, that I was just saying play. like I, I going like if like outside of Houston, is he gonna be playing for a team this year? You answered it. That's about it. But all right, so now we can get into the vaccine topic. So, uh, firstly, what was on my list first, and then this Cole Beasley shit happened today. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins had came out and said that he might have to look into retirement based off of how the NFL is approaching their vaccinated versus unvaccinated players and all the different restrictions and shit that we touched on last episode that comes with being vaccinated versus not being vaccinated. And then today, Cole Beasley, who's probably been the most openly critical NFL player of the whole vaccine shit, not necessarily saying that he's critical of the vaccine, he's just critical of how it's being, uh, I don't want to say manipulated, but basically how the media coverage of the vaccine, specifically how NFL is handling uh, the vaccine and all that. So what Beasley said today was, I'm not anti or pro-vax, I'm pro-choice. With that being said, the issue at hand is information being withheld from players in order for a player to be swayed in a direction he may not be comfortable with. When dealing with players' health and safety, there should be complete transparency regarding information that is vital in the decision-making process. Without having all the proper information, a player can feel misguided and unsure about a very personal choice. It makes a player feel unprotected and gives concern about future topics regarding health and our ability to make educated decisions. It's common sense that if a vaxxed or unvaxxed player is tested less, frequent, less frequently, the likelihood of a player being pulled for COVID drops dramatically. In regard to player safety, I'll conclude by saying we all want to be safe. For so many players around the NFL, safety does not solely mean avoiding the COVID virus. Our health is now 
and years beyond, which we are trying to protect with our personal choice while doing all the things we did in our protocol during a very successful 2020 season. So uh, he said, he mentioned that vaxxed or unvaxxed player, like no matter what, if you're vaxxed or unvaxxed, if you're tested less frequently, the likelihood of a player being pulled for COVID drops. And he mentioned that because unvaccinated players will have to be tested daily while vaccinated players will only be required to test every two weeks. So it's kind of like they kind of already setting the unvaxxed players up for failure because we already been touched on how no matter what vaccinated or non-vaccinated, you can still get the shit. So you can still carry it asymptomatically, all that shit. So it kind of doesn't make sense for you to test one pl- one group every two weeks and the other group every day just because they don't have the vaccine when the vaccine doesn't prevent you from getting the virus or spreading the virus for that matter. But yeah, so the NFL is kind of, they're getting some people being more outspoken about this shit the closer we get to the start of the season. But even DeAndre Hopkins, as I mentioned, probably the best receiver in the NFL, even threatening retirement over it. Man, so peep this, man. Um, this is on a I got two partners, right? One is at Albany as a grad transfer up there in New York. Other USC as a grad transfer. So boom, at both of their school, I want to say the vaccine has not been mandated by the school itself, right up to, you know, the, you know, like it's up to like the student, obviously they going to urge like the non-vaccinated people to like, ask and shit like that. So boom, here go my partner at Albany. This man, that at the, they had like a, like a meeting after workouts, like earlier this week. And the head coach told them niggas like, listen, um, Y'all, whoever has not got vaccinated, y'all need to be vaccinated by Friday, at least like the first dose or whatever. Then he said, thinking about not getting vaccinated, you need to come talk to me about that. And uh, like basically look into transferring type. Mind you, like I said, from my understanding, at his, I mandated, right? And if it's not mandated at on your school, I I don't think this like individual teams can mandate it unless the NCAA and like allows for that. So basically, coach kind of like basically blackmailed them niggas like y'all better have this shit by Friday. You better think about transferring. My homeboy was not planning on getting the vaccine because he was that shit. Basically, ends up going and get the vac to get the vaccine after what now. The, the the if you want your players back, just but just just push for it in like a like a a reasonable manner, bro. Strong arm niggas into this shit, and what really rubbed me the wrong way was that he was. If you ain't if you thinking about getting if you're not getting the vaccine, you might as well think about trans. Bro, it has been well known at this point that like, in order to transfer and play by this year, you would have had to have gone like by July first. So why would you say something like this at the end of July, damn near August, when, like, this is when fall? Why would you spur, spill this on niggas at the last minute like that? But vaccine, and, I mean, here's what it is. Homeboy at USC, right? Here's the, here's the funny part. Back when, I guess, 
this is like early summer or whatever when the vaccine kind of you know like it's become more accessible with people like starting to get it at USC the shit hadn't been mandated and he told me specifically like their coach was like um you know it's not required by the school or nothing like that and you don't really you're not gonna have to worry about getting a vaccine you know for USC football out of here like you know we can't control like any of that but for football like you don't have to get the vaccine and I don't uh, like I said at that at the school level the shit wasn't mandated but he said like his position wherever like just kept hounding him about it like, over the past few weeks like oh you're gonna get the vaccine you'll get the vaccine even though the head guy and said like you know you don't have to get it but then he said basically the, the head guy the position coach another coach and doctor or whatever basically like pulled that nigga in a meeting like hey i think today and was basically just like pressing that nigga like um about the fact just you know pretty much urging him to get it and then basically they end up basically taking him over to like the student health center and getting the vaccine so basically peer pressure in that nigga in the group to do it pretty much man and like I understand, and the thing that really that 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 I don't fuck with is that these niggas not doing this shit of a concern for safety, bro. They doing this shit from a money aspect. from a competitive standpoint. Well, I don't, I don't. not even nah, not even that too. But look, bro, the, the thing niggas not going like acknowledges like when they got a actually the players on your team, bro. That's more niggas you got to test frequently. And, mm. Over the course of a year, those shits is not cheap. Like that shit add up. So like when we team me back in May before we got back for the uh summer workouts, bruh, Indiana State, I think the athletic department spent like two hundred thousand on COVID tests last year. So they they pretty much put that take that into account in in regards to like our decision with the vaccine. And considering like the protocols like with COVID, like pretty much you don't um, you don't have to text vaccinated players at all unless they exposed to like a like like a high risk exposure and they got symptoms. But other than that, the niggas are not getting tested. But you still gotta test like the unvaccinated niggas like on a weekly basis on the week. So therefore, in order from both the competitive standpoint, all that they gonna push for niggas to get vaccinated. But it's not. Hey, we just want you safe from COVID. Like they just want to make shit easier on their part. So basically, they're going to strong arm niggas into getting this shit. And it's like, bro, that shit to me is a, I mean, I don't know, bro. It is what it is. All right. And I want to I close out with this, man. To the day. Uh, the case was about um, a gun charge and some drugs. Franklin County criminal offender Sylvan Latham tells me he stood before common police court judge Richard Fry. I know Judge Fry's reputation. I know he's known for giving people max time, jail time, all that. I don't want to go to jail. I don't want to have five years probation. Latham thought his attorney struck a deal with prosecutors to three years probation. But during his sentencing hearing. I was stressed out right then. I didn't know what to do. I was kind of, I was very put my, very much so put on the spot. Latham said the judge told him he'd give him the five-year max unless he got a COVID-19 vaccine. With the shot, Latham said his probation would be cut down considerably to just one year. I'm shaking at this point. Like, I don't really like where this is going. In the moment, Latham agreed. 
out his terms of probation state he must get the shot in the next this shit getting crazy man they gave my dog the option of maximum time not literally a maximum sentence but the maximum sentence for his charges or get the vaccine like that shit is I don't know man like Something about that shit don't even seem legal, bro. Like, I don't know, man. Like, they playing with niggas' lives, but part of me feel like it's we may be too much of some big illuminary ass niggas, but part of me is just like, bro, it's right in our face that they like they it's something about this shit that they trying to force it onto people. Like I don't know, like I like maybe we maybe we the ones stripping. Maybe we the ones stripping, but that's the fucked up part that ain't even come to this. So that we got questions. Like, from like a more positive standpoint, I just think it come down to like we kind of with the whole COVID shit. So niggas want look at niggas looking for anything to get to some sort of normalcy. So the vaccine seems like the clear cut option. But it's I feel like with that niggas is it, like anytime you skeptical about something, like downplay your skepticism as you either being dumb or like you being hypocritical. You see these posts on Twitter and Instagram. Taking, you shouldn't worry. Be worried about what's what's in the vaccine because that stuff ain't FDA ain't fair. But nigga, that's the choice at the end of the day. So therefore, like nigga, be a choice, bro. Until the time pass, really clear to go and not just on some like emergency uh type of authorization. And leave like, it that, man. Like, stop trying to play me. Like, like, stop trying to look down on niggas who skeptical about the vaccine or just don't want to take it, bro. That's, that's what I don't like. Like, I just feel like it should, like, niggas should not be feeling like the government is trying to force this on them. Like, the option of a choice has kind of been eliminated in a lot of cases, and that shit is unfair. Like, it, like, and not only that, it's just been so much misinformation about COVID from reputable sources that it's like, why is it such a bad thing to try to just not, like, to just try to, you know, not involve yourself with the whole, with all that shit and kind of just, like, play it from the sideline until you absolutely have to. Like, why is that a bad thing? Niggas trying to make, they trying to make it into, they just trying to demonize motherfuckers for not doing what they did. And that's some corny shit, but this is episode 60, man. You know, we held it down for Big Foe. He popped in for a little bit. But you know what it is. You know what it is not. A lot of you niggas gonna get shot or rocked. But hold on. No, no, no. We gotta end it out. We started, man. Hold on. And then brawl eternal souls clashing. Four gets deep, some beef is everlasting. This is an early winter fire. Yeah. Episode 60, man. We bought you niggas the funk. And it got real stinky in this thing. Shout out to everybody, man. <laughs>